I got 15 titles on my mind Seven world ones, one hardcore And seven tags with four different guys I Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of gongs and bells Drive you crazy Lights up when I raise my hands Don't even try to understand the supernatural dead man So take her easy Well I'm standing on the corner of Death Valley, California Such a bright fire I see It's my house, my lord, burned to the floor Lost my parents, brother, everything Come on, Kane, please don't blame Paul Bearer took me in as his and tried to train me. Rarely lose, I usually win. I never thought I'd see you again. You opened up the cell and climbed in so freaking easy. Running down the road and I'm all on my own Got a decade of destruction Call me big evil, not red, But do call me American Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of Olympus get Drive you crazy Come on, Vincey Coming back, it's the dead man So take her easy All right, creatures of the night Welcome to episode 158 of Talking Taker our encyclopedic exploration taking over the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all tism, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, and I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. And I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy. He is the man of my dreams, my sweet, sweet fantasy baby, Mr. Travis White. And Travis... We are doing just that. We are exploring our dreams. We are exploring our deepest, darkest, dark side of the night fantasies here. No, no. Get your minds out of the gutter, folks. We're still talking about The Undertaker. We're still talking about The Dead Man. But after three years of exploring 150-plus of The Undertaker's pay-per-view matches, 20-plus years of his career, we're going to take a detour off the road with our encyclopedic exploration off the road with our time traveling hearse and we're going to talk about all of the undertaker matches that never did take place well it's because they say it's your birthday I mean, that's why it's our three-year anniversary ish you know 
but a little bit, you know, we're not as bad as WWE. Remember that? What was that one year we covered? It was like, oh, Raw anniversary. It was like in October. Like, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. The birthday's not until January. So, <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're only like a week off or something, but it just worked out to finish up WrestleMania storyline with Sean and then take a week break and then head into the rest of 2010. So, yeah, it's our three-year birthday here. So, yeah, happy birthday. Consider these our birthday wishes, you know, and yeah. um, like we said, we started this podcast about three years ago, and, uh, you know, maybe a foolish endeavor, uh, who knows, <laughs> looking back on it, but these, these would not have been foolish endeavors. We are looking exactly. back, you know, we started this podcast because The Undertaker, his career spanned 30 years, it spanned so many guys, all the way from Dusty Rhodes and Jimmy Snuka to... AJ Styles and Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, everybody, so many guys in between. And yet, as we've been going along, man, you and I, when we talk off air and when we brainstorm about things, there's just, we keep thinking of all these guys like, man, I wish Taker would have had a match with Mm -hmm. this guy. It would have been so cool. There's so many guys he did have matches with, you know, uh, even just little TV matches like your Nunzios and your Tajiris and uh, your random guys like that, Shelton Benjamins. But then there's so many that he not only never had a pay-per-view match with, but just never had a match with, period. So we're going to experiment a little bit now. We're going to do something we've never really done before. We're going to kind of go back and forth and fantasy book some different eras of Undertaker's career, talk about some alternate universe opponents he might have faced. We're going to brainstorm if The Undertaker had possibly been a part of different companies throughout his career, like WCW, ECW, TNA, New Japan, NXT, AEW. Who are some of the cool guys he could have faced in those times? And, you know, now that The Undertaker is allegedly officially retired, sadly, (laughs) there really is no chance for these matches to happen. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, this has been a fun little trip. And, again, full disclosure, we have not shared these with each other. You know, usually, you know, we send our notes for stuff and hit the highlights, you know, just so we can check over it. But we have not done that with this. So this is all fresh for each of us. So I'm sure we have a lot of the same guys because, you know, we have the same taste and stuff like that. And there's just some glaring omissions as far as pay-per-view quality opponents that he's never had, you know. And then there's yet there's guys like Big Show. He's wrestled 140 times, you know, on <laughs> yes. pay-per-view. Or Mabel and stuff like that. So it's just like... You know, there's some that stand out. It's like, why on earth? Or Luther Reigns and stuff like that. So these are ones like, let's redeem those Luther Reigns matches. Let's redeem those Heidenreich mm. ones. Let's get some exactly. good stuff there. These are ones we wish we could have covered on a pay-per-view. So. Yes, the legacy of Undertaker opponents is is vast and it is legendary. But once again, you got your Luther Reigns. You've got your giant Gonzalez's. you got your <laughs> Kamala's. Rest in peace. As fun as they might be, I, I might trade one of those Kamala matches for some of these yeah. matches. You got like five Mr. Kennedy matches and five or six Randy Orton matches. And as you mentioned, a hundred big show matches. And we couldn't tr- just trade a few of those for some of these would be nice. But uh, right. uh, so this will be different. You know, like we said, um, uh, we both have got about 25 or 30 guys on our list. And there's going to be, like you said, a lot of crossover. There's some obvious ones that we, we have to and we want to talk about some of the you know, I'm sure everybody's got a few of those on their mind, and we'll get to them and try to think about how those matches might have looked. Um, but I think uh, I know. I, I think we're gonna try to stump each other, maybe, and try to get <laughs> get each other with some ones maybe the other person didn't think of. And then towards the end of the show, uh, 
anything that we missed, we'll, we'll go through your comments. We got a ton of feedback from you guys, and we appreciate that over yeah. the past few days on all our social media. So we'll pick up on those that we missed and, and say some of our favorites from those because you guys uh, surprised me with stuff that, that I would have mm-hmm. never thought of but had some great ideas on there. Yeah, it's been. This is one of our most like interactive episodes we've done like before we actually record. So because it's so fun to think about, you know, like who could, like what could have been, you know. So yeah, thank you guys for that. And we'll get to those at the end here. So, well, the way we talked about doing this is we're gonna kind of kind of go in a sort of chronological order. So sure. we'll, we'll start in the earlier days. Some of those opponents he might have faced then. Uh, then we'll move through. Uh, through the different eras a little bit and, and there'll be some crossover and uh, you know it, there, there's no perfect format to do this but let's start and with the we band. Have, we'll have guys that you know were in WCW that yeah, of migrated to WWE and so like he could he could have faced them multiple times or whatever so yeah we'll get to all that but it's fluid yeah and you guys out there you may agree you may disagree you may uh, we'll, 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 we'd love to hear your opinions afterward but uh Let's start with a bang, Travis. Let's start uh, with one of the obvious ones. I know it was on your list. Um, back to the earliest days of Undertaker here. Um, and this is one that maybe technically could have, could not have taken place. Uh, this is a guy who had his last WWE match uh, just about six, seven months before The Undertaker came into the company. So, man, it's just so close to crossing over, but it's a guy that we have obviously talked about many, many times in this podcast as sort of, uh, you know, parallel in a lot of different ways. And I'm talking about the original WWE, WWF Hall of Famer, the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. Man, he was the phenom of his generation and sort of that backbone and cornerstone of the WWF through the 80s, uh, sort of Vince's kind of right-hand guy, a guy mm-hmm. he admired so much, and then The Undertaker kind of took the torch from him. Uh, but it would have been amazing had Andre hung on for just a few more months to literally pass the torch to Undertaker in the ring. Yeah, that's my number one, like just from chronologically. That's just the first one I had on my list, too, just because, yeah, it just would have been... So cool to have seen that. Again, especially that early Undertaker time, too, when he was, you know, the dead guy, like the zombie, more monster-like character. It would have been cool to see Andre in there going against that, you know, and, and how who sells in that match. So, you know, so it would have been fun, man. But just, again, this is a feather in the cap of saying, you know, Taker got to go one-on-one with Andre. It would have been really, really neat. So Here's my proposal. Let's say... Andre hangs on for another year. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to work a ton. He just does. Right. I mean, he wasn't doing much back then. He'll uh, do the Undertaker schedule. <laughs> exactly. exactly. The later years Undertaker schedule, yeah. Let's say Andre is the guy that Undertaker beats at WrestleMania 7 instead of Jimmy Snuka. What if that was like oh, the beginning of the streak was him defeating Andre the Giant? Like That would have been awesome. That's feasible. You could imagine oh, yeah. something like that. They could have done that. I think Andre would have been down for that, too, just oh, to seeing how much Vince had into this guy. So, yeah, that would have been cool. Might really, not have been really pretty, cool. but it would have been cool. Oh, good heavens, no. <laughs> but neither was Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> exactly. We got that at WrestleMania, too. So, <laughs> Or else we got A-Train and Big Show. So, you know, they're not all pretty. They're not all pretty, no. Not, some of these moments, are not going to be pretty. So. But they would have been no. interesting. They would have been unique and memorable. Yeah. So uh, who Absolutely. else do you have from the, sort of those you know early days, maybe even a little bit pre-Undertaker, right around those beginning days? I got somebody who I cannot believe that, like, well, 
I, I just it blew my mind that this has never happened. Mr. Perfect. Mm, okay. Yeah. That like just the way even even in those old days, because we saw we got to see Taker work against these smaller ish guys later and the matches with Brett. Brett has gone on record saying those are his favorite matches, like it, it, those would take her. And so, you know, seeing a guy like Mr. Perfect who's just so seamless and who can sell like nobody's business, like seeing that in the ring and just the vignettes. Imagine the vignettes that like Mr. Perfect could have done, you know, against Taker. Like I just, I, I'm, I'm picturing the vignettes, you know, of of that stuff and just him being so cocky and arrogant, uh, going against somebody who at this time would have had like a perfect record in the ring, you know, like the Undertaker. So uh, that would have been fun. Nobody in the world ever has sold as well as Kurt right. Hennig has. And just imagine <laughs> him bumping off of Undertaker's uppercuts and choke yeah. slams and tombstones and doing, you know, 360s off of his clotheslines and everything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. man, that could have been really, really cool. That was not one I had thought of. but Really? I'm no, very no, shocked. it wasn't on my list. No, oh, wow. that's, uh, that's, I'm very shocked. that's perfect, though. That's a great, <laughs> a great idea. That's what yeah. this is all about. You know, Slick Rick, up to this time, nobody's been able to hurt The Undertaker. Nobody's been able to beat The Undertaker. But Undertaker... You've never had to deal with a man with this much talent. Here's one. I, I was talking to you earlier. Uh, technically, not really possible, um, but it did It did sort of happen before Undertaker was in WWE as a guy he faced. I think I know where you're headed here. Yeah, a guy he faced uh, in his uh, Mark Callis days or Big Red, Texas Red, and there's some footage of it on YouTube and everything, but this is a guy that never made it to WWE, period, but it's a guy Undertaker obviously studied, obviously was influenced by Bruiser Brody. Like, yeah. he, there's You could do a ton of dream matches of his in WWE, and uh, he's somebody that, I mean, not till recently have I really, I mean, I always knew who he was, but I haven't really till recently watched a lot of his stuff, but man, like, yeah, him and his peak and Undertaker in his peak, like not even 90s Undertaker, but if somebody you could bring in like, you know, 2007 Undertaker with 1980, 1987 Bruiser Brody, <laughs> yeah. man, what, how wild and crazy could that have been? That would have been great. And again, who's going to sell in that match? Because like <laughs> no they idea. both, I mean, it would have been, <laughs> hopefully it would have been more fun than like Goldberg Lesnar, you know what I'm saying? But like, it would have been, I would have loved to have seen that. And I had that on my list. I struck it off because I didn't know if it was feasible or not. So I'm glad we're talking about it because I, I do really like that idea because that would have been really cool to have seen, you know, in the WWE, you know, or, or, you know, they used to, you know, he had a, if he got sent to Japan for like, I don't know, or his early mm. years, like when WWE, like just that would have been fun to have seen him go one-on-one with, with uh, Brody over there. So. And I'm sure he could have learned a ton just being in the yeah. ring. I know he was in the ring with him, you know, in his very right. early days. But man, just spending time with him on the road could have done so and much. And once he for had him. this character too, mm-hmm. like that would have helped too, because Brody didn't have this, but he had a character. You know, and <laughs> yeah. I think it was just him, but like he had a character in the <laughs> ring. So, well, I'll so. say another one that kind of goes down that yeah. same road uh, would be Abdullah the Butcher. Man, like another <laughs> guy who, you know, it ain't five star wrestling, but <laughs> Just think of like him being in there and Undertaker brawling through the crowd, and I mean that guy would do literally anything. <laughs> He's just absolutely insane. It could they could have had some freak shows, man. They could like, have man. could have taken it to another level. They definitely could have, man. That would have been fun, and 
Yeah, even you know later on in his career, maybe when the biker taker era, if, if Abby could still go, bringing in the fork and all that stuff, and just watch Taker go defend the hardcore title against him. <laughs> well, I could see him, you know, doing the Kamala thing and just yeah. like with his facial expressions and Undertaker putting him in a casket yeah, and that would you know, be taking some crazy bumps into a casket or something like that. That could have been uh, could have been something yeah. else. That could have been. That would have been fun. That would have been a lot of fun. So. Well, that's going to bring me to another one. And, uh, you know, I have no idea how we didn't get this, but um, I'm going to say Roddy Piper. Ooh, yes. I would have loved to have seen that. Again, this wouldn't have even, it wouldn't have been a five star classic. None, a lot of these early ones wouldn't have been there. That's not what Taker's character was back then. He wasn't putting on matches like he did with Sean at WrestleMania. But just to have seen, again, the promos, the promos, the, uh, the um, the Piper's Pits versus the uh, Funeral Parlors, like that would have been a blast to have watched those play out on Superstars or Wrestling Challenge or whatever it was. Like to see that, to see Paul Bear go, you know, toe to toe on the mic with Roddy, and just Roddy is crazy, man. Like this, and he could sell that fear of Taker too, you know, like in the ring. So that would have been a lot of a lot of fun. would have been all about the promos you're right yeah um, you know it's, it kind of reminds me of jake the snake's promos with undertaker mm-hmm. yeah piper and uh and, and jake the snake kind of cut from the same cloth sure uh, in my opinion so yeah it would have just been another layer to that um and that would have been interesting because like piper never lost like <laughs> he probably lost like right, ten, right. five ten times in his career ever and like a few of those were in like the more recent years right before he died like when he right. was in his <laughs> right. 50s but he like he never lost back then he never laid down for anybody no nope. uh, it was always if he ever lost it was by like count out or dq or anything but i wonder if he would have put taker over like i could you gotta bet he would i yeah. could see i could think i would think he would have you know he would have mm-hmm. respected that character and that would have been the kind of guy that he would want to put over and, and lay down for, uh, but you, you know he would have got his stuff in with some promos oh, uh, and just been yeah, bonkers off the wall. But it's so good. Oh yeah, it been, and he could have played that scared stuff too. You know, yeah. with, with the urn and all that. It'd have been, it'd have been phenomenal. You know, him and Paul Bearer going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, awesome. So. Well, let's just say, and and that another guy in that same vein, and uh, this is a guy I think some of our listeners brought up. The Macho Man, Randy yes. Savage, dude. Like, how did <laughs> yeah. that not happen? How did, that, how did that not happen at all? I have no idea. I, I had to, like, go back and check and make sure I wasn't crazy. But, like, how did that not happen, dude? So they they, no they had a couple matches on some house shows and I think yeah. one TV taping. But it's, like, never even been fully released, that match, I don't think. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. I, again, the promos. 
the yeah. most macho man could have cut on Taker and you know on Paul Bearer and seeing Macho Man in the funeral parlor. Just oh yeah, just makes your imagination run wild. But again, his selling for Macho Man, another guy who could sell so well and would have just done so much to boost up that yes. Undertaker character. And he could have dropped a flying elbow, and then Taker sits up immediately mm. after. You know, stuff like that. And just imagine the storyline they could have brought in with Liz, you know? Well, they started Taker. to. Like, yeah, so, yeah, right. at Macho and Liz's wedding. And, you know, mm-hmm. Taker was there with Jake the Snake, but they never quite got to, to doing Taker and and, and Savage. Because Taker turned, or, I mean, Undertaker turned babyface pretty right. much through that. exactly. Oh, a match made in heaven. A reception made in heaven. Wasn't it wonderful? All the dancing, all the champagne, the music, the presents. It was so wonderful. It almost brought a tear to my eye like a funeral. Oh, yes. But you know, there's a dent in my sacred vessel. There's a dent right there. And there's also a dent to match in Randy Savage's head. Oh, yes, I want to see it, please. So, but just, yeah, that would have been, and then it could have been after he won the title from Hogan and lost it six days later. It could have been, you held the title for a cup of coffee. <laughs> that uh, great, man. I would have loved that. You know, if this, if they were doing 12, 13, 14 pay-per-views a year back yes. then, the, that would have happened. And a lot of these would have mm-hmm. happened because... Yeah, they would have had to. You yeah. know? Um, that's, that's part of the problem with these early days is that right. it was all squash matches on TV, and then you yep. only had three, four, five pay-per-views a year. So a lot of these dream matches just kind of fell through the cracks. Right. And again, like they, like you said, they've had some of these matches on TV, but we're talking about pay-per-view storyline, pay-per-view quality matches and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because he was on my list as well. And uh, kind of in that same vein, a guy that, Taker feuded with on Superstars, and we kind of touched on it on here, but they never had a pay-per-view match, is the Ultimate Warrior. Ooh, okay, okay. How I would have loved that. You talk about, we talked in the early episodes of this, how about, you know, comic books come to life, superheroes come, that's what wrestling was when we were kids, you know, like, nobody was a bigger, like, action hero come to life than Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. And then you got Taker there, who's like a the villain of an action, you know, like, movie or a comic book like i would have loved to have seen them at a pay-per-view because they had the storyline on superstars you know you talk about watching those old episodes and and all that stuff and uh i just thought that should have led to a pay-per-view it would have been great i would have loved to have seen that i mean it could have been a count out like it doesn't matter what but just just have what a missed opportunity to have seen those two guys go one-on-one on pay-per-view as i lay physically in that casket but stand on the outside spiritually, reaching out, reaching through people that are right before me. I lay inside wondering if the warriors that speak to me, do they want in? Do they want out? Do they want to go to the place I am headed? I think, Undertaker, they want to travel as far as I shall go. With you, Undertaker, I shall travel into the darkness. Exactly. You know, again, that's another one lost to the to the era because there just weren't as many pay-per-views and yeah. uh, just wasn't a chance to do it. But yeah, man, it could have gone down in history. Would have been legendary, uh, a casket match, a body bag match, oh, yeah. whatever you want to do back then. And 
you know, just more, just thinking about more promos, just the insanity that those guys would have had. And like I said, we know those guys did do some stuff together, but it wasn't on pay-per-view and, you know, we chart every pay-per-view match. So we're just kind of dreaming about that. Can you imagine those pay- those promos with Warrior and just talking about, oh, man, he would have gone on for days. Just, oh, it would have been awesome. He could have so. risen from the dead and come yeah. back like all black or like – Black and white paint on his face something or something. Something crazy like that. nuts, yeah. <laughs> purple tassels hanging or – yeah, yeah, he would have had purple tassels. Yeah. Burst or out of the grave, something. Yep. I don't know, man. He would have done something it'd been, insane. It would have been crazy. <laughs> Well, uh, let me. I'll. Uh, I guess this is kind of kind of that same era. I, I'm moving forward a, a little slightly, but um, a, a guy that I don't know if you had this one, but um, a, a unique character, um, somebody who didn't really live up to their potential. I think they could have had, but still made an impact. Doink the clown. Heel, yeah, heel doing. Yes. Okay, I didn't write that down, but in my head, like that was the last one I should. I was gonna type it out. Was like, what, like talking about characters. Man, that would have been so fun to have watched. Like you say, heel doink and babyface taker. That would have been so. And just the vignettes again, man. Exactly. Like that would have been a blast. It would have been money, playoffs. man. Oh yeah. The creepy evil clown, you know, mm-hmm. and him doing mind games, having. Multiple doinks hiding yeah. under the ring doing stuff up against Taker's mind games and mm-hmm. Taker disappearing and reappearing and doing stuff. Stuff with Paul Bearer, doink playing tricks on him. You know, maybe they didn't do that because they didn't want to have anybody getting the best of Undertaker during that time. Maybe, I don't know because yeah. nobody really got over on him um, right. during that era. So maybe that's why they avoided that. But man heel doink was was so great for such a short period of time mm-hmm. uh, and there was so much more meat on the bone you could have done with that and, and, and a match with taker would have been really really fun in my opinion oh yeah absolutely well again this is going kind of that same era there and this is a guy who again cannot believe they never met on pay-per-view at this point but um they, shoot i guess yeah they, well, they, ne- they never did but you know this is uh scott hall razor ramon Okay. Like, yeah. I would yeah, have yeah. loved to have seen Razor and and Taker uh, have gone at it. They could have. It doesn't matter who was which role, Babyface or Hill. I think they would have been fun. Uh, and seeing him flick the toothpick at Taker or something that would have just been just cool, you know, like to have seen that. And I don't know. It wouldn't have been a five star classic, not because Razor can't do it, but because Taker's character at the time again wasn't about that. But just to have seen them interact and to have had that match, I would have really have loved to have seen that. So. I think that would have been an interesting way to turn Razor heel again. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you do it in 95 or 96 yeah. after Razor's been baby and, and try to do it as started out as babyface, babyface. And sure. then like Razor, you know, start slowly brings sort of those heel aspects back in. And like you said, he can't beat him. Yeah. 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 Something like that. And I'm just picturing Razor throwing that toothpick yeah. at Undertaker <laughs> and Taker no selling it or catching it or something like that i don't know like there's a or or you know even razor taking a page out of commas book and trying to melt the urn down for some more gold, gold. Yeah. Gold that works way better for razor moment does for comma exactly. it doesn't make any sense for comma he didn't have any gold it makes exactly. perfect sense for razor oh man now i'm mad I mean, 
been riding around like Joe Dirt, like with the urn in his car, like driving down the streets of Miami, like with the urn, like oh, just steal it. What if he stole the hearse and like made oh, it a convertible yes. or something like that, exactly. man? Oh my god, <laughs> that's been great. Come on, so, yeah, that'd have been that's a missed opportunity, man. I don't know oh, why that's why one of my favorites that. we've had so far. Yeah, I so love good. it. I can see it all in my head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well. Here's one that uh, sort of in the same line as Doink. Um, this might be this might have been one that you were saying earlier. It's a guy Taker did face on pay per view, uh, but not in this incarnation. And um, it's another one you just look back and you're like, I feel like it was supposed to happen. Something happened to change things up. But I'm talking about uh, our good friend of the podcast, uh, Charles Wright, aka the Godfather. But I'm talking about Papa Shango, man. Like, mm. the voodoo master with the skull face paint and the smoke and poisoning people. How did that character not face The Undertaker on pay-per-view? What are we That's, doing? What's the point? I have no idea. That doesn't make any sense. I really can't wrap my mind around that one, for sure. Like, some of the other ones I get, but, like, that one doesn't make any sense to me. Especially because they were, they were friends. Yes, that too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, even at that point they were. So yeah, I don't know how that didn't happen. Like you said, we had we did have it in the later incarnation, but we'll count that because it's a totally different character. Undertaker, you are not above approach. You devil in the spirits. You have nothing about them. Yeah, that would have been have been great to have seen again. The, we're talking about this era. It's all about the vignettes. And it writes itself, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, who's the real dead man? You know, like it could have been. Is so much meat on the bone there to have uh, chewed on. And you know, we didn't get it. Allegedly, he was supposed to come back in the Attitude Era. Like, he, he was about to be come back yeah. as Papa Shango. And then, like, the day before, they're like, no, you'll just be Kama in the, in the Nation of Domination. So, like, just picturing yeah. Vince Russo writing a Papa Shango Undertaker <laughs> feud. You got Kane in there, evil Paul Bearer. Like, uh, well, man, that. Could have gone off the rails. <laughs> Absolutely, that'd have been bonkers, man. <laughs> well, crazy. I mean, Taker could have stolen the little shrunken heads and all that. Kind of. It could have been sure. could have gone both ways. Like, anyway, he could have turned Pop Shango into Kama. He could have Ooh. melted. He could have defeated <laughs> him and put him in the grave. <laughs> yeah. So, a lot of stuff there, but um. Kind of in the same vein with the character-wise, I got a guy who, again, we saw Taker face this guy's cronies, um, but this is the man responsible for bringing Taker in, uh, Ted DiBiase. Yes. Why did he never get a a match with Ted? Like, he got all of his, you know, the guys underneath him, you know, uh, your favorite, you know, IRS and all that (laughs) stuff. Like, we got all those things, but we never got a Ted DiBiase. Like, the blow, to my opinion, that was the blow-off match. I know Ted wasn't really wrestling, but he could have come in and taken a few bumps or something. Or took, you know, done a casket match where he just has to roll in it. Or, you know, it would have been. But that, to me, would have just sealed the deal that Taker has beaten the final boss, you know? Absolutely. Or, you know, even you could even do it before Ted retired. And maybe that's why he goes out and makes this whole million-dollar corporation. Sure. Like, to get his revenge because Undertaker mm-hmm. retired him, you know, instead mm-hmm. of. I think he lost to Razor Ramon at SummerSlam, and then he was <laughs> yeah. just, you know, just kind of he went over to Japan for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that, 
and they weren't afraid to play into that Undertaker Ted DiBiase. They mentioned it. You know, they right. mentioned that he was the guy that brought him in even back then in those early days. Mm-hmm. So, man, that is, I didn't think about that. But, yeah, that was just an obvious missed opportunity, man, to play into that history. Yeah, I thought it was just so obvious. Like, why did we not get that? Like, I had to, again, I had to go back and remember, like, double check and make sure they never wrestled on pay-per-view because you know i just it seems so obvious like you said so anyway so that's what so many of these are but um (laughs) yeah well i've got i don't really have anything else for that era of wwe like my some of my other wwe stuff is kind of going more towards attitude era and beyond or well we're only 2000s what what else do you have for this i got i got another i got a ricky steamboat just to have seen them go out again just because the matches that Taker would have been able to have had with a smaller guy like that, especially a technician like Ricky. Again, I don't really know the storyline. That's just me dreaming up what would happen in the ring, you know? So I thought that'd be cool. And then a guy who kind of straddles this earlier era and goes into the mid to late 90s too, but Bam Bam. Yeah, that's like, a big one. That's a big what? one. What? <laughs> why was that? And why was that? Not? That's To me, that's just you know battle two big guys like that you know and um it couldn't i don't know there's just there's so many opportunities to have had that and taker you know he had vader and stuff and yokozuna he 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 worked with big guys and kamala but he never got to work bam bam on pay-per-view so yeah we talked about him on one of those coliseum videos Mm -hmm. that we did and i think we said the same thing during that man like bam bam just one of those guys i don't know if he'll ever be in the hall of fame but like he's just a guy that you you remember him, man? He jumped off the screen with his look. Um, the who else you ever know who had his skull tattoo? Exactly. But he could work too, and he yeah. like did moonsaults and did yeah. diving headbutts and did cartwheels, and mm-hmm. I mean he could go. And yeah, seeing him and Undertaker go, you know, for fifteen twenty minutes uh, could have been so much fun. Yep. That'd have been fun. So that about does it for those early '90s times for me. I, I got another guy who kind of straddles the early and the mid '90s. So we'll just—I'll say that for our next little era here. Well, so. yeah, let's drive over and do something totally different. You know, all of those matches certainly could have happened uh, with just a slight tweak of plans or a slight uh, flutter of the butterfly's wings, if you will. Uh, to quote my favorite Ashton Kutcher movie, um, dude. Uh, What's mine say? <laughs> well, let's go to something totally out there. Your let's say sweet. <laughs> let's imagine the world where, man, the Undertaker gimmick, it's not quite working in WWE. He calls up Eric Bischoff. He calls up Ted Turner and, and heads over to WCW in the 90s. And, um, yes, we'll, we'll get to the obvious one in just a minute. But let's talk about some of the, the other WCW guys that he could have faced off with. Um, and my uh, one of mine on my list is we saw him wrestle Ric Flair a few times on pay-per-view. We saw this man come in and hit the greatest spine buster of all time at WrestleMania 18. What about a full-on pay-per-view match with Double A, the enforcer, Arn Anderson? That would have been fantastic. I would have loved to have seen that, you know. Like you said, we got to see him interact at WrestleMania uh, X8, whatever, 18. But, um, yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. I, I, I was trying to wrap my head around the story, you know, but I don't really know what you do. But, I mean, just 
you know, could have had him versus the horseman just as a singles match. Like whatever, yeah. like that would have been fun. But yeah, the seeing them got to get to go at it would have been awesome. You know, I would have loved that. So. Yeah, maybe he's making his way through the four horsemen exactly. to get to Ric Flair and Arne Anderson's the last stumbling block right there. But man, just mm-hmm. what a what a phenomenal worker. He would have found some creative ways to work with that dead man gimmick and and, and man, just would have been fun to see. Look at me, Arn. Look at this hand. Oh, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair's best friend. That's as good as it gets for you, and it don't get any better than that. Oh. Arn Anderson is Ric Flair's best friend. You ever take a horrible fight for at WrestleMania? Flair said no, and this is what Flair's best friend gets. Arn Anderson getting beat like a government mule, and Anderson is bleeding. I mean, he has been busted wide open by the Undertaker. It definitely would have been, so... Um, Man, I tell you what, I don't have a lot of guys from WCW that um, didn't make their way to WWE later on, and so. Uh, but one guy who kind of straddles the WCW and Japan uh, line there is Great Muda. Yes. I would have loved to have seen that, and it could have been WCW. I don't care, or if he flies over to Japan, whatever. Like Muda and Taker would have just been just the theatricality of it. Again, it may not have been a five-star classic, but it's not what it's about. You know, uh, Look at Rock and Hogan. It was one of the greatest matches of all time, but it's not a five-star classic because you don't need that. I'm not saying this match would have been that, but it would have been so theatrical, so entertaining, so sports entertainment It would have been fun you know, to have seen. And again, the mind games and the, the, the stuff they would have been able to do back and forth would have been really, really cool. Oh, for sure. The entrances, mm-hmm. uh, the stare downs, the mist. And, you know, Undertaker does, we've seen him enjoy working with guys that Muda inspired through the years. Yeah. Um, he had fun working with Tajiri, and Tajiri yeah. blew the mist in Taker's face and all of that. So uh, I think he would have been game uh, to do something like that with a legend like that. And that's just a guy, how did he never have a single match in WWE. Like, how did that never happen? It's just insane. I don't know. Yeah, it <laughs> one is. One of the greatest. Because even, like, Liger came into NXT that one night, so, like, it counts, you know? But, like, Muda never did. So, I don't get it. Well, let's talk about that guy. There's another guy, WCW slash Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned him, uh, I think, when he retired uh, mm-hmm. earlier this year, last year. I can't remember what it was. January, I think. Okay. Yeah. Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, a guy who, you know, is he just would randomly show up in WCW, be on some pay per views. He was never like officially really there, but he would just kind of pop up and just always tear the house down. Whoever he was first having match a match on Nitro, against. right? Yeah, first one against uh, Brian yeah. Pillman. Um, just um, again imagining the sort of stuff and the theatricality he could have done with the Undertaker. He was a guy that. Uh, was not just a guy who did flips and and dives and stuff. I mean, he was a worker. He could perform. He could tell a story. And and him doing that, that, bringing that flash and that spectacle against the aura and the presence of The Undertaker uh, could have been something special. Yep, absolutely. That's my sentiments exactly, and I had him written down as well. So that would have been fun. Well, let me say another guy uh, before we get to the to, to the main WCW guy, and um, this guy you could kind of straddle with WWE as well. But to me, uh, he's a, I, I associate with WCW. I, I wouldn't argue if you associate with WWE or even ECW. But uh, again, maybe doing that Four Horsemen, working his way through there. What about the loose cannon, Brian Pillman? 
sort of towards hmm. uh, in that era when he's when he's the heel when he's off the rails and maybe he starts shooting on the Undertaker hmm. on on Mark Calloway maybe they could have integrated a little bit of that stuff in there yeah. towards the earlier days and again you could do that in ECW you could do that in WWE as well but uh, I don't know just thought that could have been something a little bit different that hadn't even crossed my mind but yeah like you said once he kind of became that loose cannonish character. That would have been fun to have seen the, like I said again, we keep coming at the promos. Like it, that would have been good, you, and it would have been good match because he knew how to work too. He knew how to bump for a big guy like Taker. So that, that would have been fun. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, really cool. Well, why don't you talk about uh, who I know? Uh, it's one of the main guys that's that's always come up when you talk about Undertaker dream matches, and I mean, I I always thought of him as. Your favorite guy, or you one of your one of your favorite guys, yeah. your number one this of is, all time. This is the guy that got me into wrestling. I mean, the second I saw him, I was I was hooked, you know, from his character, and 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 then when he took a, a change of character later on, uh, was when I got back into wrestling, and that's Sting, you know. Um, I I really probably wouldn't have wanted to see Blonde Surfer Sting against Taker, but seeing the Crow. Uh, I'm just picturing those vignettes from uh, Starcade '97 and staying in the rain and flipping his hair back and the stuff with the vulture on his arm, like just all that. Um, the way he just rappelled down, you know, Taker did it at what Survivor Series '96, like like a month or two before Sting ever did. So wait, I remember touching on that here, but that's the big one. And you know, allegedly they may have done it at, in 2002 at that WrestleMania, and allegedly they're going to try to do it again. And who knows? And we'll get to that. Um, Later on in this, in this, you know, talking Taker win. I think what's that one year that uh, Triple H comes back? I think it is where everybody tells me staying or whatever. So, yeah. But um, that's that that's the one, you know, Sting and the Undertaker again, two icons of their company, two guys that never wavered, never left. Were you know, obviously Sting left once, you know, came to WWE eventually, but like at the time during the wars, during the you know in the trenches, he was the guy, you know, the backbone of that company. And Taker was on the other side, so they were just you know, mirror images, you know, of each other for their for their uh, company. So that's a, de- a dead ringer for this. <laughs> there is no way the Stinger is going to get tombstoned by the Taker. That ain't happening. Not on my watch. <laughs> what would have happened is a few Stinger flashes in the corner. Death drop. And probably the death lock. Who was king of that throughout the Monday Night Wars? Who was king of that with WCW? Wow. Stinger here. I need a guy. Well, I know, you know. I know there's some people out there that don't see it. I know Randy Turco, he, he always comments whenever we talk about Undertaker and Sting, is like he just never really kind of craved that match. But, man, I know I sure did, how mm-hmm. always have through the years. Uh, and it is kind of the one that got away, uh, really. Yeah. That's, that's the main one at the top of everybody's list. They both, um, even, you know, even if their characters didn't always parallel, just their... Uh, their status and their respective yes. companies during the Monday Night War. They were, they were the two cornerstones uh, of their different uh, 
companies or different brands, whatever you want to call them back then, different federations. And uh, man, so many different opportunities. This could have happened um, 2002, 2011, just anywhere in between. Everyone always thought maybe this will be the year. This will be the mm-hmm. year they bring Sting in. Maybe this will be the year they do that match. And Sting finally comes over in 2014, and you just assume that's that's got to be it, man. That's got to be what they're bringing him in for. And he faces Triple H, and it's like, okay, you know, that was fun. It was, it was, you know, uh, some Nostalgic. people don't like that match. I think it's pretty fun. I'm cool with it. Goes on to face Seth Rollins, which is cool, but unfortunately, it basically it. ends Sting's <laughs> career. Yeah, maybe, maybe that could have been WrestleMania 32 instead yeah. of Bray Wyatt had Sting stayed healthy and been able to do that maybe that could have been in the works yeah that would have been that would have been fun so i would have loved to have seen that for sure so you know like i said it is the one that got away and it'll always have gotten away it's never going to be able to be obtained i I don't see sting ever being able to wrestle again and take her you know like you said uh he's probably done (laughs) we kind of hope he's done because he's gone out in a good way but um yeah that's the one in wcw that stands out as the higher above everything so would have been really cool. I think Sting still craves it. You know, he still yeah, he will does. tweet about it and tease it mm-hmm. a little bit. And maybe that's part of it too. I don't get the idea that Undertaker wanted it as badly as Sting right. wanted it or as bad as a lot of the fans wanted it. I, for some reason, he's just, you know, never given off that vibe. He doesn't talk about it in interviews. It's not one of those things that comes up. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But uh, I think that may, may have had something to do with it through all these years. If he really wanted it to happen, I think Undertaker could have made it happen and could have made a call. I, I could have made one call to uh, to Steve and been like, "Let's do this thing," and he would have yeah. been like, "Sorry, Dixie, <laughs> peace yeah, out." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but anyway, that, that's yeah, that's you know, that's the holy grail of Miss Taker matches, in my opinion. Like that's it right there. I do think you, if there's ever any chance. You could do something cinematic, do it mm-hmm. like a boneyard match. Now that they've proven there's a way to do that, um, maybe now there's a chance you could still sliver of a hope you could do something like that. But uh, I, I doubt it. I mean, wh- when do you think would have been like the ideal time to have? These I would two have guys? loved, honestly, even though it would have been. Uh, I mean, ideally, 98, but, like, they're in opposite companies. But if you say if it's actually a feasible time, WrestleMania 18, I would have loved to. That had been after the invasion. Sting could have, If Sting was part of the invasion, that would have been that would have helped tremendously, but he wasn't. But even, say, we get after that, when Ric Flair comes back in November of 2001, he brings Sting in because he started that feud with Taker and Vince and stuff at the beginning of 2002, like, have him have Sting as his proxy and face Taker at WrestleMania 18. That would have been fun. It would have been Biker Taker, I know, but um, it would have been. I'm thinking of an actual feasible time that Sting would have been available and Taker was available too. So that's what I think, dude. Yeah. As far as realistically, think about the invasion going smoother. You're able to bring yeah. in your Stings, your Goldbergs, your Hall and Nash and Hogan yeah. earlier on. Maybe WrestleMania 18 is the culmination of the invasion angle, and maybe you've got some of these matches that you haven't done. You've saved them until this point. Maybe you've got Undertaker Sting, you've got Rock and Hogan, you've got Austin Goldberg. 
you know, just like the culmination, everything's mm-hmm. on the line. Oh man, could have been what could have been. That's what we're talking about. That's what about. WrestleMania what been. to eighteen should have been. Yeah, all those dream matches on one big night. You know, so but it wasn't, and you know, there's no sense in harping on it because it's over. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's what we're here for. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, like, some people want to talk about, oh, the invasion should have gone. But it gets over, though. Guys, like, it's been 19 years. Like, it's over. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what it should have been. It's it's gone. So. Well, uh, where do you want to go next, man? Where do you want to go to sort of later 90s, Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression, WWE? You want to go over to ECW, TNA? I got, I got all let's, sorts of stuff. Let's go, to, let's go to ECW. Okay. Who you got? All right, well, and we mentioned this guy on here before, Sabu. Come oh, yeah. on, and here you go. I got the perfect pl- the perfect game plan here. Okay, ninety seven, getting barely legal off the ground. Obviously, we know now that he, Paul Heyman is in Vince's back pocket. He's you know helping fund the thing. They have him on Raw. We have the quote unquote invasion, the first invasion, ECW. Have one of those exhibition matches be. Uh, you know, ECW rules match between Sabu and, and Taker right there. It was no harm in that. Sabu doesn't have to lose, like, clean. He could have gone chokes them through a table, and then that's it. Tables match kind of thing. Like, it doesn't have to be, but, like, just seeing those guys go on, I mean, obviously I would have liked to. I prefer to have seen it in, like, Biker Taker era when Sabu was still there. You know, was actually in the company, and Taker, uh, well, no, I guess he wasn't Biker Taker at that point, was he? Yeah, he was dead. Just, yeah. Well, but anyway, it would have been cool to have seen them, but I was thinking 97-ish, when ECW and WWE are working together, and you get to see it on screen. That would have been fun, dude. I mean, come on, it's one another one that a lot of the a lot of you listeners out there have brought up as well. And just yeah. the more you think about it, just the wild stuff Sabu could have done, diving off a of, you know who knows this that whatever, and Undertaker catching him, Undertaker doing a dive to match yeah. him, something like that. Uh, I, I, and I'm thinking just like that 97 Undertaker when he's really starting yep. to to break out and to do more stuff like that. Uh, and that's like kind of where Sabu was, was at his best, mm-hmm. <laughs> really. Uh, could have been one for the ages. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you? You got somebody from ECW? Well, I'll say a guy, I could have thrown him in WCW or I could throw him in WWE in this era too. You know, he's um, so many different eras uh, how about Terry Funk, man? Just uh, the middle-aged and crazy Terry Funk, uh, just doing moonsaults, taking whatever <laughs> bump. He might have gotten thrown off hell in the cell. He might have been willing to do that. Who he knows, man? I know. He it chokes, it him, chokes out him out of his shoes. Yeah, maybe he yeah. gets some revenge for that. Uh, taking chair shots, you know? dishing out chair shots. I don't know, man. Uh, I I think that could have. I think Taker would have loved to do something like that. He could have brought Chainsaw Charlie out after that Hell in a Cell, and you know, been like <laughs> revenge for his friend, like for his friend Cut mankind. Cut yeah, his in there. <laughs> I didn't. I'm, honestly, I didn't have him on my radar, like honestly at all. I just, to me, that's such a Styles. I couldn't think of a storyline, but that makes sense now. After the Cell and King of the Ring, that could have been the next, you know, the next month's pay per view. Well, take her at a busted ankle, but other than that, you know, like that, that would have been a nice little one off. So. Yeah. And yeah, he'd gone above and beyond to do some craziness. So. Oh, my goodness. No doubt about it. Well, here's another guy, and I'm going to put this one down. And this is just – when I say this guy, this guy can't wrestle a lick. But he has got the presentation of all presentations when it comes to ECW. And imagine the entrances, 
for this match. You've got the Sandman and mm. the Undertaker. Yes. Come on, yes. man. And you could have done this in, say, 97 again when they're invading or whatever. Or you could do this with Biker Taker. You could have Biker Taker and Sandman. The kind of <laughs> same kind of, you know, one's a dip-spitting, you know, like redneck from Texas. Heel Biker and Taker. One is, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, big and evil. Sandman is the, you know, he's Sandman. And, like, that has just been seeing those entrances on the, on the motorcycle and then Sandman coming to the crowd. And then just, again, it would have been a train wreck of a match. We don't care, though. That would have been <laughs> a wonderful presentation and a really cool moment on pay-per-view to have seen these two guys go. Yeah, I didn't list that one, but yeah, man, really? absolutely. I'm no, no, that's that's great though. I love thinking about that and yeah, like that heel biker tigger and mm-hmm. he takes some kendo stick shots to the head. Oh yeah. Uh, gets gets some color but ends up, you know, choke slamming Sandman off the stage through some tables or something yeah. like that. Sort of like the RVD Undertaker mm-hmm. match uh, from Vengeance, yep. oh, which is one of my favorites, man. Yeah. I, I could see something along those same lines. Uh, well, I wrote it down. I wrote literally in parentheses, wrote entrances alone, but that would sell me on it. Like, well, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> that's half of ECW right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say another one. I didn't write it down, but I'm just thinking it now. <laughs> How about New Jack, man? How about New Jack <laughs> no, making his entrance? No. How about him no. diving <laughs> off a balcony on the Undertaker? <laughs> How about him calling Undertaker the White Savior? Oh, yeah. <laughs> pulls, yeah. <laughs> pulls some root nation of domination. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been terrible. He I might mean, go. Uh, New Jack that? did kill a guy, so he could go up against That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I mean, I would not have. You take would never have signed up for that. He would never have but said Did he okay face him that. in uh, Smoky Mountain? Yeah. They, yeah, they did. Ooh, yeah. All right, Undertaker. Paul Barrow Cornette. This is about as low as you can get. Speaking of low, we probably stand on a grade as about six or seven foot deep, but this is about as low as you can get. Now I'm gonna show you that the gangsters ain't scared. I'm gonna show you that we gonna stoop to your kind of match, you understand? You wanted the gangsters, now you got the gangsters. And I don't like being out here, I'm gonna be honest, I really don't. But we gonna come and we gonna try to get rid of Undertaker, Paul Bearer, Cornette, and Tracy, you know what I mean? And I hope for the sake of everybody, this is the last time I have to walk through a graveyard. I don't like being out here, and I might not. Hey, what was that? I heard something, man. What? You ain't heard nothing. I heard something, man. You did. You ain't heard nothing. I told you I heard something. They did. Yeah, that was like a Confederate flag on a pole map or something <laughs> like that. It was something awful. <laughs> not good. Not great. So, no. Well, and another guy here from ECW that we talked about on the podcast, and I think they had some interaction on a SmackDown episode, but that's Taz, you know, just Taz at his peak, 98, 99, um, with, with Undertaker, you know, just, again, the stature, uh, as far as literally the, their, their, their literal height, it was, is glaring. It looks ridiculous next to each other, but like Taz was a world beater, man. Like he was a pit bull. He just eats you alive, you know, and that was his whole thing. The FTW title and all that, like could have brought that over and takers. Like, I'm not standing for that. I hope, you know, that title's disrespectful. Whatever. Like, that would have just been, it would have been fun to have seen to me, the buildup. And again, the match might have been bowling too ugly to quote JR, but like, I just, Taz was, he was it in ECW for a while, man. <laughs> man He's the guy. That's one. Like, I'd like to see how they make it work. Cause in my head, I'm like, I just, 
I don't know if you could, but I, I would like to see him try just because of the uh, yeah the size difference and and the way those two characters are, the way you make the Taz character work. I think he'd have mm-hmm. a, a tough time in there with Undertaker, but you know they they put some effort into it. Maybe have Undertaker. Uh, be a bit of a heel in there, or, you know. I don't know. Um, definitely Taz in like '97, '98, not the mm-hmm. WWE version of Taz. No, no, that no, no, we no, no, got. No. But uh, yeah, that version of Taz uh, would have been unique. Um, like I said, I'd like to see him try it. Yep. You got any more ECW guys? I'm, I, I, that's my ECW. I got one more, but he straddles. I mean, he was in WWE as well, and he was in WCW. But that's Mike Awesome. We talked about oh, that one here. Okay. Should have thought. Of I, that. Yeah. I would have liked because, and I would have liked to have seen that just as a pure two big guys going at it, two agile big guys that can walk the ropes, jump over the ropes, power bomb each other, suplex each other. I just, and I think even even the night even the nineteen ninety nine two thousand Mike Awesome like that's it didn't have to be or it could have been when he was in you know the invasion. I would have liked to have seen him been given a serious uh push as a singles competitor we talked about that on our episodes earlier the missed opportunity but he was such a fantastic big guy such agility and um apparently really like sweet guy too like to get along with but you know i just would have really liked to have seen what those two guys with a very similar style could have done in the ring or how about the guy Mike Awesome used to face all the time, uh, Masato Tanaka? They could, I mean, I don't know if that's worth the pay-per-view match, but <laughs> no. they could have had they, they would have had a great match. Yeah, it would have been something. It would have been something. But yeah. yeah, dude, we loved Mike Awesome back in oh, the day. Yeah. He was my world champ on the SmackDown video game. Uh, <laughs> created like uh, before, yeah. like SmackDown Two, I think. Had a created Mike Awesome, man. He was my long reigning champ on there. He was the man. His running power bomb, frog splash, mm-hmm. big dives. Yeah, would have been really fun. I think you know he's he wouldn't be the big man in there against Undertaker. So it'd be interesting how he uh, adapts his style to do that. Um, be the smaller Good. guy up against him. Yeah, well, they could have had a big. It'd be two big guys, but it'd have been a match similar to like a you know, uh, Sean and Taker match. Like just yeah. as far as how agile, like Mike Awesome could have played that role. You know, it's just crazy because a big guy he was. But I think it would have been a fantastic, fantastic thing. I think crowd would be on their feet watching those guys go. Honestly, oh, I, I, I definitely really do. think they could have yeah. got him into it for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, let's take it back maybe more into the realm of real realistic possibilities here. And maybe even some guys that Undertaker did face. Because really once you get into Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression Era, um, a lot of, you know, I, I don't have too many guys, honestly, because he had so many pay-per-view matches. But there are a couple glaring omissions, I think. Mm-hmm. And some of these are guys Undertaker did face. Um, and even... This one guy, he technically did face him on pay-per-view, but I, I still wish we could have got a singles match, wish we could have got so much more. Uh, I'm talking Latino Heat, Eddie mm. Guerrero. Ugh, dude, just doing some lying and cheating and stealing and uh, the a heel Eddie Guerrero up against Undertaker, stealing the motorcycle or mm. you know gimmicking <laughs> it so it doesn't start or blows up on him. Man, just so many possibilities there. Um, even a babyface Eddie Guerrero with that with that heel big evil Undertaker, it could have had a lot of fun with him. And oh yeah, you know Undertaker. That's a guy you know Taker would have loved to to get some more work with him. That's yeah. the perfect guy for Undertaker. Talk about working with smaller guys. I mean that's just amazing. You, you know, man, we're forgetting something. It's not about JBL tonight, man. 
We got a bigger obstacle. What's that, man? You forgot? El hombre muerto. Who? Undertaker. What Bruce, Bruce Pitcher goes in the Mexican Shawn Michaels. You know? <laughs> and Shawn, when Taker's best matches, in my opinion, are the ones with Shawn. So imagine what they could have done. But yeah, I didn't write that down because technically they had that four-way. But um, uh, I really wanted to because, yeah, I agree with you. A singles match between those two would have just been... I mean, off the walls. So good, man. We'd be talking about it today still just because how good it oh, is. I, yeah, it could be in our top 10 or top 15, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, here's a guy who he – okay, I'll go with the same kind of vein, a guy that he was in a tag team match against but um, never had a singles match. That's X-Pac. Oh, all right. I would have loved all to right. have seen like 1997 yes. or 8, maybe 8 with DX. 1998, 99, X-Pac versus Taker. Like – Man, we talked about the minute tag match. It was X Pac yeah, and Kane. Yeah, I know. Or, it was in your or, top ten. Yeah, I loved it. And to have seen them go just one on one, because you could have played it with the Ministry versus DX or whatever. There's so much storyline. Vince Russo could have found something for him, but I would have loved to have seen that. You know. We said it with the bottom line guys. Like, yeah, X Pac, he that's a real thing. Like, for some reason, two thousand one, two thousand two, X Pac booed out of the like the most mm-hmm. boring, the worst, suckiest, crappiest guy on the yep. roster. Ninety eight, ninety nine, X Pac, he's like a top three dude in the company. Oh, yeah. Like most over. Mm-hmm. Uh, he him as a babyface against like that heel Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe had Taker not been hurt and maybe like gone through the end of '99, that I think so too. That definitely could have happened. We could have seen that match, and it could have been really, really fun. Yeah, that would have just been fun. You know, it would have been really, really fun. So, anyway, this one he doesn't really fit in with any other guy, uh, any other group that I have on my list. Uh, this would be the closest thing, uh, but it's jumping forward a few years. But uh, Umaga. Like, oh, yeah, I got him too. Just another guy. How? Yeah, how? How did did that not not happen? How did we not get a like a reprisal of Undertaker Yokozuna with Umaga? How did we not tell that story? How did we not do casket matches? We got Mark Henry multiple times. Like I said, we got Big Show multiple times. Those matches suck. Can we just pivot over to Umaga and we could tell the same story? Like, imagine exactly. if yeah. Maga was the guy that was knocking out Undertaker with the Simone Spike instead of Big Show trying to get over that knockout punch for the millionth time. Or Kali in the chop. You know, imagine oh, if that was Umaga's Oh, my God. Spot. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Alejandro cut, cutting those promos on Taker. So it would have been great, man. Like, that would have been awesome. So, yeah, I have him a little bit later on on my list there. But, yeah, I agree. That's that's one I would have loved to see on pay-per-view. So, um Another guy from rewinding it back a little bit before that is, you know, he faced this guy on pay-per-view, but never is this character. That's Cactus Jack. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How did we not get that? Are you kidding me? Like, I would have – it could have been after 98 King of the Ring, Mankind comes back as Cactus Jack to, you know, avenge that or something. They could have just done it for a month. I mean, because he was able to – Mick was able to switch into that character on and off just – and it made storyline sense. You know, like we need to do with Triple H in 97 – 
and in 2000, like it was fine. It made sense. But I just thought Cactus and uh, the character of Cactus Jack and the Undertaker would have been. Uh, I don't know why we didn't get that, man. That's really interesting. I've never considered that. You know, uh, Undertaker, his whole feud with Mick Foley is all always about mankind. mankind. Yeah, mm-hmm. never do always. love, which. Nope. You don't really want to see that, but no, I didn't. Man, yeah. that could have a bit. That could have added a new layer yeah. to that feud. That, you know, I've tried as man. I've tried to beat you. Exactly. You keep throwing me off. You throw me through the cell. You keep destroying me. I got to bring out something else. I got to bring out yep. the big guns to do Cactus yep. Jack. Oh man, I, I love that. I mean, just lather, rinse, repeat the storyline from Triple H. You know, either in like I said, in '97 or 2000. <laughs> just I got to bring this guy out to, to face you. you know, that would have been great. So anyway. Uh, well, I'll say another one that um, he did face multiple times, but never on pay-per-view. And uh, it's something we have talked about a bunch. We love those matches. But uh, Shelton Benjamin, man, just so, so good in the ring. These Their TV matches were solid. And Undertaker, he sold for him. He, he worked with him for like 10, 15 minutes. He's taking German suplexes from him over and over again. Just, uh, what the heck, man? Like, like why... Why again? All these crappy people that he had pay per view matches with couldn't trade one of those for Shelton Benjamin. It's, Shelton doesn't need to go over, but he could have got a no. rub for being in there with with Taker. They never went over on him. He could have no. done the same as that match they had on SmackDown, just on a pay per view, and just Fine. played it up as he could have got a fluke win over him over SmackDown or a count out win, and you know they want to go to a pay per view and have a real settle the score thing. It would have been great, man. I um. You know, I, I thought that you would write that down. I didn't write that down. I knew we'd be discussing him tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, in that same vein, honestly, as a guy who he had TV matches with and we loved, and it could have fit right into a storyline and been on pay-per-view, and that's Fit Finley. Uh, yeah. The memory sure. matches? Yeah, man. so good. But, like... He loved to fight. So he did, and, like, it would have fit in with any of that time... You know, with King Booker and all that stuff, or even after that, well, just you know, in 2008, 2007, and eight, any time, and then they could have slid, you know, uh, Finley in there, and I would have loved to have seen that as just a one-off, you know. Dick, you know, they'd be just throwing haymakers, man. Oh yeah, potatoing each other, yeah. black eyes, just <laughs> everything, man. That would have been. That's the perfect kind of old school guy. They could have, yep. oh man, tore the house down. Just an old school brawl. We just thought we'd come out and join the party, you know. I've got a new pair of boots to break in. I've got horn swoggle. There's a giant leprechaun over there. I've got my shillelagh. So, I've come here to fight. Right, how about William Regal in that same vein, yeah, man? It's yep. another guy. The facial expressions you could have got from yes. him doing promos with Undertaker. Imagine him in a casket match and oh, yes. having to be afraid of the casket and sell that or buried alive or Inferno match or something like that. And, uh, you know, just it, William Regal never had a bad match. He, he worked no. with anybody. So he could have made, uh, made it work with Taker. Oh, 
You know, I think you talk funny. Yep, I have that too, and I thought the same exact thing you just said. Just the, as far as the the facials and the reactions that he got from William Regal would have just put it over the top. So he could have spread um, his legs out all the way across like he did when he took that tombstone. <laughs> That one time, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant with uh, Paul Bear, and <laughs> <laughs> that's what his legs Never. looked like. <laughs> yeah. Um, where is the guy who we talked about an epic match that they had, um, career-defining, literally career-defining match, but never had it on pay-per-view, and that's Jeff Hardy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. just that ladder match is is legendary. But imagine if they could have had that on pay-per-view or a rematch just a cage match or something else just to have really same outcome jeff doesn't win he can't win the big one against taker but taker gives him that respect at the end like that would have been really really cool and i'm thinking that era i don't want hardy like i don't want earlier taker i want this that that character of taker and jeff hardy on pay-per-view i will actually say i want uh, we, we got a little tease of it in 2009. Yeah. Uh, one episode of SmackDown too. where Jeff Hardy's, you know, in the main event scene and he's, uh, they they have a match on SmackDown. It's like a no DQ match and yeah. Jeff Hardy's just kind of off his rocker and he's got the face paint on and we get a little promo between those two and it's yeah. like, man, what might have been? You know, mm-hmm. they, they would have been able to go full bore and have, you know, four six eight weeks to build up something like that man they could have done it at the royal rumble because yeah. those we talked about how those pay-per-views yeah. don't really matter what's on there because the rumble sells itself so they could have done saved that for rumble and uh done those two again it have been great yeah i didn't think about that i was thinking more make jeff hardy I mean, that, earlier in his career but yeah that would have been even probably even better is later on in his career so once he was a main eventer well here's a guy that fits in that same category and a guy who's linked to Jeff Hardy in a lot of ways and somebody that Undertaker did face on pay-per-view but only in tag matches or a tag match I think uh, I think it was even like a three-way tag match but a guy who no faced Undertaker <laughs> he faced Not Undertaker yet. a million times and took the best bumps from Undertaker <laughs> what about Christian like once he's singles mode peep show Heel Christian, even in like you can go deeper, like 09, 2010, 2011, that level Christian. Once he's mm-hmm. like established main event guy, uh, why not, man? Uh, why do we never get that? Exactly. I think by the time he was just the main eventer, Taker was not around, but once or right. twice a year, you know. But yeah, I would have loved to have seen that, you know. Our point is, we just want to apologize and ask you to tell The Undertaker that we meant no disrespect. No, he didn't get to where he is today by any fluke. <laughs> you might say he earned it. <laughs> Aces, dude. I actually didn't write that one down. I thought we'd be talking about it, but I didn't. I couldn't figure the storyline out to get to there. But yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. It could have been even in his feud with Edge. Well, no, he wasn't back yet when Taker's feud with Edge. Yeah, after he came back to ECW, you know, in '09, they could have done it somehow, some there. They didn't. The brands didn't matter, so they could have made it happen. So but yeah, that'd have been fun. 
He never got to have that take your pay-per-view match. Edge got a thousand of them and got to main event WrestleMania. I know. <laughs> so. I know. Poor Christian. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a guy who's also linked to Edge and Christian, and it's just Gangrel. We could have had that <laughs> in right. 99, just on one of those random, yeah. like, you know, I think I'm, you know, when they break out of the ministry or take or kick them out of the ministry or whatever it is, because they just, like, they're gone. Like, they beat them up and send them on their way, but, like, that, they could have built developed that a little bit more, you know, and had Gangrel and Taker go at it. Their characters would have made perfect sense, and the storyline was right there. He was part of the ministry. Seems so he wasn't. obvious. Yeah. yeah, I just it's so obvious. It wouldn't have been a great match, but none of the matches were in '99. Really, honestly, it was all about the story. No, and the, and, a, the, and the drama. A bloodbath match could done an inferno mm-hmm. match, a ring of yeah. fire match. It's so, yeah. I mean, imagine Russo booking a Gangrel Undertaker match, or, or you split off the Brood from the Ministry of Darkness and make them like this big babyface faction to, sure. to go up against Taker, put those these young guys over. Uh, man, missed opportunity, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of what I've got for that era. Besides. Uh, we could throw this guy in um, uh, as a guy who had uh, – what do you got? What do you say? Oh, go ahead. No. Well, uh, uh, you just, you're smiling. I'm, well, I think I think you're going to say what I'm going to say. What I'm am thinking. I going to say? Uh, are you thinking Tommy Dreamer no. with all the dip spit and all that stuff? Imagine that little storyline. That would have been a pay-per-view. No. <laughs> you don't want Tommy? Sure. I'm down with it. That's just not what on my list. Oh man, I thought you were going there. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know all the just getting him back for abusing exactly. him with the hardcore title and making him drink dip spit and all that kind of right. stuff. They could have just played it off, though. You know, had a head at come to a head at a pay per view. So no, I'm, I'm, I'd watch it. I'd, yeah. I'd pay my money. Uh, just a guy we've talked about a bunch lately, but just never got that singles match. You know, the the best in the world at what he does, Chris Jericho. Um, Absolutely, and that of course comes. Where you know it's later on, two thousand nine, two thousand ten era, where he's finally faced him on pay per view. But you could have done it anytime, anytime during his eleven years. Uh, oh yeah, not eleven years, whatever, twenty years, whoever, yeah. however long his career is. Yeah, they could have done it in two thousand in ninety nine. Sure. Well, he cut Undertaker off. That's his second ever appearance on TV. Called told Undertaker did a dumb, boring, boring. Uh, uh, promo and that was the actual it was a dumb boring promo <laughs> he ripped him for hey boy I don't know who you are or who you think you are but judging from that peach fuzz you're trying to grow on your chin I can tell I got more shower time than you've got ring time and if you ever and I mean ever decide to interrupt me again it will be your last time, and that is a promise. Anyway, yeah, they could have done it earlier on in his career, or yeah, later on when they were both established and Jericho really was, you know, a six-time world champion and all that. That'd have been fun. So that's an obvious, the obvious WWE glaring omission. But um, I got another guy who fits in. He, he's a WCW guy, in my opinion, but uh, he came over to WWE a couple stints. But I would have loved to have seen this guy against the Biker Taker. Okay. Um, and that's big, big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. Imagine again that just uh, he just rambles on. He just talks, and he could have. They could have brought it in the biker taker, just the heel biker taker, or even a babyface. I don't care. But like, I really feel like they would have meshed 
well as far as the on the mic and just the storyline could have been, you know, it could have been there. You know, like he's he's he thinks he's he's everything, and Taker's like, no, I'm the big dog in the shard. You know, you're the big pop pump, but I'm the big dog. Whatever it is, you know, I run the shard. Could have been something simple like that, but I think that would have been fun. Again, the match would have blown in 2003 or four or five because Big Bob Pump couldn't go anymore. But I just thought it was a missed opportunity once he did come back to WWE that they never got that. But maybe because he blew it with Triple H. Uh, on Twitter, at Red Dragon 624 Dalton, this might have been my favorite Twitter reply. We'll get to some more of them later on. But he said, me and my buddy were talking the other day about how much more entertaining it would have been if Scott Steiner was given the stalker angle instead of DDP. Ooh. Can you Ooh. imagine yes. Big Papa Pump is trying to steal Undertaker's wife yeah, and trying to stalk perfect. her? Talking about me with the go. big bad booty daddy and exactly. being his freak. How much better does that work than DDP? That would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been – there you go. That's what I'm talking about right there. That guy, that character. I didn't even think about that. I Him didn't, being the stalker instead, that would have been it's phenomenal. Amazing. That's so good. Yeah, he could have been just trashing. Oh, man, that would have been awesome. I can't even repeat the thing. Give me so happen, Mike. He would have said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> could have done the math for us. Seriously. All this stuff. And then uh, there's so many to scroll through, but but somebody brought up a uh, Brothers of Destruction versus Steiner Brothers match. Thank and you. I, I have that down like, later. Yeah. made me fall out of my seat. Yeah. Like 94. <laughs> Three ninety four Steiner brothers against two thousand one brothers of destruction. Yeah. Are you serious? Someone would have died. Take my money. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. It would have been awesome. Suplex City. Oh yeah, that'd have been so good, man. So good. I have that written down too. So um, later on, but yeah, that'd have been fun, man. I like that as a stalker angle. That would have been a lot that, of fun. Man. A lot of fun. Uh, I got a couple more WWE throw guys, out, but man. I don't throw know. Out. well, one is. We talked about it, and he fits in the WWE side, but it's Raven, you know, as that original course, character, like not the WWE version of it. Um, or he, well, it could have been like the 2002 version when he comes back with the dreads and kind of got into more of that Raven character and did the start doing the Seven Deadly Sins thing. Like that would have been fine, but like I'm talking 97, 96, Flock, 95. I mean, Flock, Flock Raven against yeah. Ministry of Darkness, have Undertaker, the maybe, against, you yeah, know, just, something like that. That would again, it just writes itself, man. And just the promos would have been phenomenal. I mean, nobody in ECW is better on a mic than Raven was. I mean, he just him and him and Tommy Dreamer are still one of my favorite storylines in wrestling history. Like, I just love that storyline. Again, Raven could go in the ring, but he didn't have to because uh, he just he would take punishment. He'd give it out. He just and he just he'd break you down mentally before he had to physically. So I just you know he's one of my favorites. I, I love uh, the uh, just. The, the thought of them crossing paths at any point in their career, honestly, on pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, yeah. That could have been something really unique. You know, this Raven, the Raven character is just one of the most unique things, uh, really, in the history of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think Pritchard and Vince McMahon, you know, a lot of those guys said they didn't really, or Bischoff, you know, Bischoff, Bischoff. Says he What's didn't wrong with get that guy? it. Yeah. But, God, it, it definitely clicked with people, and um, he's a guy when he's motivated. The, the ten like million people that bought every grunge album in the nineties, like they all got <laughs> yes. it. Like, you kidding me? Like all the kids at ECW got it. Like Bischoff just didn't get it, and so doesn't mean it's not right or it's not working, dude. Like, right. come on. And I got one more guy in the same vein, my boy Rhino. You be, I think about two thousand one Rhino when he was getting a big push in the invasion angle. He's 
sideline or he's you know, side with Stephanie. He's feuding with. I guess they fights Jericho at SummerSlam, doesn't he? Oh one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that's I mean, right. He's 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 on the invasion like five on five thing. So I guess yes. he technically got to to face um, Taker, but I mean a one on one match with these two because in in during that time period, you know, instead of maybe DDP or or, or Chronic as a tag team, like or I mean, that would have been. Um, Really, really fun, you know, I, I think. He was so fun to watch during that period. and He was somebody mm-hmm. the WWE just never really knew exactly what to do with him. You know, Paul Heyman knew how to use him, and he ended up becoming world champion in TNA, which is where mm-hmm. I'd like to take our conversation briefly. I don't have too many TNA guys uh, that one. are, like, exclusively <laughs> TNA guys. I've got uh, – I have three, technically, that, that I'll throw out there. So we probably have one crossover, yeah, yeah, one definite one. obvious one. <laughs> but uh, I'll say Christopher Daniels, man, like – uh, mm, the fallen yeah. angel Christopher Daniels, sort of that Ministry of Darkness guy, the uh, the greater power, the original idea, according to Vince Russo, maybe potentially could have been the greater power. But man, just a, one of the most underrated guys in the history of pro wrestling because you know he never made it in WWE. You know he's TNA, right. and I'm really glad he's on AEW now and getting that paycheck and a little bit of recognition here towards the end of his career. But just what a great performer! Um, definitely yeah. a smaller guy uh, would have been tough, I think, to book that match. But uh, could have done some really cool things with that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I didn't even think about that character. I'm, I was thinking, uh, yeah, no, that's that's perfect, man. That writes itself, you know. He could even bring in the realism of I was supposed to be the higher power. Like, yeah, you, do you know, break like that. that wall down, you know, and say that you took my spot. It's supposed to be me. You know, that would have been kind of fun, too, to get that work shoot stuff in there. So been a lot of fun. Uh, go ahead with the other one because I think our, the last one's the obvious okay. one. Okay, well, you could throw this guy into modern-day WWE, too. But for me, I'm thinking, like, peak TNA Samoa Joe, okay. I guess, Undertaker, I man. I have him down for my, my WWE stuff later on. But, yeah, I agree, man. That, yeah. 2006, 7, 8, Samoa Joe. Yes. Shoo, man. That would have been great. I man. got it. I was going to think of 2008 Undertaker, uh, that guy. 2009 Undertaker and what he did in the ring. Like, he was, that's his, probably his best, like, in ring. Like, 2006 to 2010, like, that stuff is phenomenal. And that's where Joe was at his peak, too, man. That would have been phenomenal to see yeah. those guys go. I think that could have been a WrestleMania quality mm-hmm. match. Like, I'm mm-hmm. thinking Undertaker Batista. Like, yeah. think oh, of golly, yeah. Like what Samoa Joe could do at that time. You know, mm-hmm. he's better than Batista, and I know sure. they're they're not quite the same. But I'm just thinking sort of that same strong big man style. Mm-hmm. And Batista could do. I mean, Joe could do even more than Batista could. He could do some high sure. flying stuff and uh, just. You know, the creativity that those guys could have had, the intensity Dang. that they would have brought yeah. to the feud. And you could even do it now, you know. Samoa Joe's mm-hmm. still good. Um, you know, he slowed down a bit and older, more injuries. But, man, just uh, could have been really fun. But Yeah, absolutely. Of course, there's one major TNA match, uh, the biggest TNA yeah. match uh, that, that really stands out. And another one that was rumored to possibly be a WrestleMania yeah. match at one point. Well, and it could happen if Taker were to come back because this guy works for WWE and he was actually on SmackDown last week and I loved every second of it. We're talking about Joseph Park Esquire, Mr. Abyss himself. Oh, man. Oh, man. No, like, that is a TNA character. I mean, that he's the closest thing they had 
to a taker or a cane, you know what I mean? And a lot of people called him a ripoff of cane or whatever. But like, dude, I didn't, he made it his own. And like, I, I, did, I didn't, I mean, I saw the, the uh, influence of Kane, sure. obviously, but like, you can't miss that. But like, Kane was also influenced by like Michael Myers and stuff, like, so, which Abyss was. But like, him and Taker having those monsters ball matches or whatever it is like that, and just the, I mean, they could even play into later on Abyss stuff with the Joseph Park, you know, the the, um, you know, the whatever identity crisis stuff. That would have been fine too. But like that. That match is something that we need to have seen. It's, it's a shame we never got him coming to WWE earlier. Uh, again, like you said, it was rumored at some point, but never happened. You think of how much Abyss made out of his TNA run and having crappy writers and having no production values and still yeah. how he was able to get this character over. Think if he'd come over to WWE in 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11 and had their production values to do some yeah. vignettes and had their creative forces, you know, as much crap as their creative forces can put out when they when they do stuff well and when they can kind of play with that sort of stuff that you know, just imagine the best case scenario for what they could have come up with to add to that character and, and tweak it and, and bring it even more, uh, flesh it out even more. And yeah, the matches, the bumps they could have had, um, man, just uh, how did it not happen? Yeah. Man, uh, apparently abyss turned, he's the one who turned it down. He wanted to stay with TNA and, um, he wanted to continue to make them into something bigger and, uh, Maybe a mistake in my opinion. <laughs> it could have been so yeah. much more, but uh, yeah, who knows? I guess it could still happen. Well, I hope he's. I hope he is on SmackDown more nowadays because it was a blast to see him and AJ on SmackDown together oh, yeah. last weekend. Great facial expressions. Uh, he's got the William Regal type stuff going on. So because he had stuff. to do anyway. it under a mask for so long. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been fun. So, um, I got. You got any more, no more TNA guys, right? I got no more TNA guys. I mean, everything else I got is sort of you could kind of put into modern day uh, to an extent. AEW, NXT, WWE stuff. Yeah, yeah it's it, uh, it could all you could all blend them all together. What about you? Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I got left. Okay. I got one tag match, one tag match. All I'd right. like to have seen the Brothers Destruction versus the Usos. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> you kidding <come> me? <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Just when they're, you know, even the two thousand, like when the Usos were. When they come in, 2009 or 10? I've been around forever. Yeah, so even that era, because we just covered recently here on Talking Taker when, you know, they teamed up, the Bros Destruction teamed up on SmackDown, I think it was, or Raw or whatever. Like, just you talked about how they had that entrance and how they could just, they were coming down to the ring to kill whoever's in the ring. Like, they were, you knew they were going to just own people. But, like, seeing them in the Usos uh, would have been fantastic. I'm thinking Usos 2016, 17, like, the last few years when they really got their characters yeah. and uh, weren't just the, you know, Samoan guys that yelled and had paint, but like that would have been really a lot of fun, man. I think they're the greatest, like most recent tag team yeah. that there is. I would have loved either Besides maybe New Day. man. I love, I love their face paint. And sure. Me too. Chanting that, that was yeah. way over with me. I thought that's when they finally started to come into their own and, you mm -hmm. know, get some personality and just them in that sort of edge and Christian Hardy boys mold. Mm -hmm flying all over the place taking bumps for exactly. taking Kane uh would have been crazy but then yeah then with some confidence and the day one ish and mm -hmm. um 
maybe attacking them backstage and you know doing all sorts of that sort of stuff man that's a, that's a great call i had not thought of that but uh here's a tag match for you and i'm i'm gonna yeah this this last section will just be anybody modern we can throw in there yeah how about the Young Bucks, man? How about the Young Bucks against uh, Undertaker and Kane? How about them throwing super kicks at them and just putting on putting on a show? It's a very different type of show, but uh, I would love – it would be a Styles Clash for sure, but I, I'd love to see it. I didn't even think about that because I just – to me, I just don't see Taker ever saying, yeah, sure, sign me up for these guys because <laughs> I, I just don't – I think he thinks they're a joke, man. Yeah, like I just you know how old school he is. Sure. Like I don't – but maybe it would teach them a thing or two. <laughs> That's why I'd like to see it. Yeah, because no, it'd be absolutely. such a style. That, yeah, now that you mention it, that would be fun, you know, to have seen and see what they could get by with and what they, you know, as far as no selling, Taker and Kane are going to, there's already no selling in a young boss match, but like Taker and Kane are going to no sell as part of the character. So, like, have to really think outside the box and get some actual psychology to say, what are we going to do to actually make this match seem feasible? So, that would have been a fun challenge. But, for both those teams, you know the young bucks. Together. They sort of do a little tombstone. They I, they're do. not going to be doing yeah. that. I guess they're Taker and Kane, so they'd have nope. to play into that. And uh, you know the yeah, like you mentioned all fun. the critiques of young bucks, but they they put on a show and they and they, oh, yeah. they can they're tell great, a story. Man. And um, I think at their best, um, as far as storytelling, especially with some guys where you have to tell a story, like Undertaker and Kane, um, mm-hmm. I think it could be something really really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I didn't think about that. So. That would be fun, man. Well, in that same vein, um, obviously the same vein, but a singles match would be Kenny Omega, you know, yeah. Mr. Six-star, six seven-star yeah. guy. And and the reason I'd like to see it is because, you know, some people say he's the next Shawn Michaels or whatever. Um, and I agree. I loved his Japanese matches uh, with with uh, Okada, uh, Tanahashi. Those are really, really fun stuff. But, um, you know, you get critiques, too, about, like, can you do that on the big stage over here? Can you do it against somebody where you have to wrestle – that WWE style, you got to take the crowd on a um, emotional roller coaster. You know, can you do the the near falls that aren't V trigger, V trigger, V trigger, V trigger over and over again? You know, I would like to have seen the challenge, and I think he would have nailed it, nailed a home run against Taker. But like, and Taker would have made him, uh, made him knock a home run. You know, he wouldn't have allowed him to do the stuff that doesn't make sense. So I think that would have been fun. It would have been a really big growing. Uh, thing for for Kenny and a really big feather in his cap, man. I would have loved to have seen that, you know, for sure. Absolutely. You know, you just Omega, Omega's great. He he's yeah. fantastic. And but just imagine him getting to spend some time in the ring with mm-hmm. a veteran like the Undertaker, or you know, that just the added benefits that he could be. He's right. already great, but you could just make him even greater. It's like, you know, when Kurt Angle was in there with Undertaker, yes, he, exactly. he brought the best out of him. He grew so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in like, man, had Undertaker, if Undertaker were 10 years younger, that's the kind of guy yeah. he would love to, to be in the ring with and, and to do yep. something with. Um, Okada, I put him on my list too. A little Tombstone versus Tombstone. <laughs> 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 I had nobody else from New Japan say Kenny, so I just That'd put him because be they uh, they both do that. Um, let me steal an NXT guy from you. I know you got some NXT guys to bring I up. Uh, NXT UK. How about Walter in the Walter. ring with the Undertaker, man? <laughs> that would be you know that would take me back to like early nineties Undertaker. I'd have to see like him go back to like that kind of. Uh, 
I don't know that kind of style, man. That that'd be fun though. That would be fun. Uh, it'd be slow, but it'd be fun. I think it'd be real exciting. You think he'd have the balls to chop Undertaker? Not a chance. <laughs> I think he'd do it once, and he'd get a nasty receipt come back his way. I think you're right. <laughs> I don't think he'd like it. So, yeah, but that would that would be fun, man. I thought about that. That's fun, fun, fun. Well, uh, you know, going to sticking in NXT, and again. This guy's not your favorite, but I'm telling you, man, the theatricality and the promos and the vignettes we could get with Velveteen Dream, yeah, would be amazing. I thought and about this, it. Yeah, what he sure. would wear on his pants or whatever, yes. or like you know, and like the, he's almost like that gold dustish, Rick Rudish kind of guy. Like, and then he he part of his character is throwback. Like he he is he 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 comes out like as Hulk Hogan or as Macho Man. Like he could even do that with purple gloves or gray gloves. Yeah, he could. It would be so fun, um, and I don't know. I just I would love to have seen Taker get a, a stint in the NXT, just come down for a one-off on a takeover or whatever, and have that as a pay-per-view. So that would have been fun. No, I I thought you were gonna say that, so I, I didn't yeah. bother writing it down. But absolutely, man. Like I don't. Um, I, I know you're not a big fan of Patrick Clark, but well, I think the Velveteen you know, Dream's character is I, is phenomenal. absolutely. I don't. He's not my favorite in the ring. I'll just say sure. that. But uh, absolutely, I mean, you can't deny him, his screen presence, and like mm-hmm. you said, the just imagining what his tights would be like or, or his outfit <laughs> yeah. for that night. Uh, you know, the imagination runs wild. So I, yeah. I'd love to see it. No doubt about it. Uh, that's another guy. Again, Taker were ten years younger. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. He'd want that guy called up so he could work with him, man, on the main roster. Uh, but speaking of the main <laughs> roster, uh, a guy. Uh, it wasn't on my initial thoughts, but then I was just kind of running through the main roster thinking the guys Taker never faced. And he's a guy, I don't think he's been used as well on the main roster as he had, as he was in NXT and previously, but a guy I think Undertaker could get a lot out of, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, man. Like Ooh, the man. facial expressions, the yeah. storytelling, the, the, the performance those guys could have put on together in the ring. And yeah. you know he's not cutting any promos. He's not doing anything like that. But he could get those two guys could get that storyline over and that match over in the ring with each other. You cut some low blows though, that's for sure. No doubt. <laughs> Death yeah, Valley no, blows. That, that didn't even uh, that didn't even cross my radar, man. Probably because he hasn't been used so well on the main roster. But mm-hmm. yeah, that would be fun. Little um, yeah, man, that'd be a lot of fun, dude. I'm excited. I'd be super <laughs> excited about that. I'm excited. Think about that. Well, another guy on main roster who uh, I think deserves deserved a shot at Taker was Kevin Owens. Man, yeah. give me and that just heal Kevin Owens coming out and disrespecting everybody. I mean, he's a good babyface, but he's such a better heel. And um, just the guy who came out and faced John Cena, that one, you know, the guy that turned his back on his best friend his first night in NXT. I mean. The guy who got the universal title handed to him, that Kevin Owens, you know, like that would have been fun. And that could have been right when Taker stepped in was when he got the universal title handed to him. Like just step in like, no, not in my yard. Like it's not how we do things here. You know, um, Triple H didn't just hand out stuff here for you. Like I'm going to go against you. That would have been fun. And, they, and it could have it could have happened. I mean, Taker wrestled sparingly back then. But like, what, 2015, he wrestled like four or five times that year, I think, didn't well, he? Well, he faced Kevin Owens at uh, Madison Square Garden, like a 6 minute tag. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. I believe he tombstoned him uh, there yeah, towards the end. Yeah, he did. So, but yeah, I think that's, man, had Kevin Owens been around and 
2009, 2010, you just, you can see that feud happening on SmackDown for like three months. You can see exactly how it plays out. You could plug him in there and just the confidence that Kevin Owen has and just uh, his, uh, just what a jerk he is as a heel Mm -hmm. and not being afraid of Undertaker getting in his face, but then becoming totally scared when he puts the goozle on him. You could see his facial expressions and uh, his style would have just been really fun to see with Taker. Oh yeah, that would have been phenomenal. So, um, how about Cesaro, man? Yes. How about yes. <laughs> that? Just the most underrated guy in the like all, in all ever. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't put him high enough to where he's not underrated, man. Right. Just because uh, he can't cut promos, you know. Uh, it, but in the ring, unmatched, dude. Just. The things he can do, the ability that he has, and just imagine his creativity with The Undertaker and the things they could have pulled off. You know, probably would just be like a one month, just a kind of a random sure. pay per view, you know, like a October pay per view match, mm-hmm. just just for the it heck of matter. it. Yeah. yeah, but man, it would be an awesome sight to see. Could have been after WrestleMania 30 with the Battle Royal, if they'd yeah. have stuck with that when he won the initial Andre Battle Royal. They obviously, Taker lost that night. This streak was defeated, but you know. But Cesaro pushed, goes with Heyman. You yeah, know? Exactly. They, can... they had to push. Exactly. It's, it writes itself. I'm just trying to think of ways to like, we'll just, like actually bring him in. That'd have been fun, you know, just seeing see him try to big swing Taker and then Taker <laughs> yes, just no sells yes. and sits up. That'd have been a blast, man. <laughs> so I would love that. So, well, in that kind of same vein, I got uh, a guy who I don't know how he never got a pay per view match with Taker, but I guess it's because Taker's career was winding. A little more sparingly, running down a little bit ish, but that's Dolph. Oh, you know? okay, okay. Same vein as Mr. Perfect, like just literally the same exact reasons I said from Perfect. Just yeah. watching him bump, and just the fact that he's been around forever and he's never got that. You know, I just thought that would be really cool. And he loses all the big matches. He loses all the little matches. He doesn't have to win anything. He's Dolph Ziggler. He's a good hand, you know. But like that would have been really fun to have seen, you know. Those kind of takes guys. it full circle a little bit where you're mm-hmm. talking about Mr. Perfect at the beginning. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, in that same vein, no doubt about it. Um, well, wind it down. I, I just got a couple more. You just got a few more? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's a couple. I want to just hit kind of real quick rapid fire at the end. But okay. Then, yeah, I got a couple more main guys right now. Um, I, I'll steal another NXT guy from you. Um. Uh, Sort of in that same vein as, as Kevin Owens, man. How about Keith Lee in there up against Absolutely. the Undertaker, man? Absolutely. I got him written down, too, because, again, it would have been uh, same thing we said about Bigelow. Big guy that can go. But even Keith Lee's even more impressive than Bigelow is. But, like, you know, Taker, when he has an athletic big man in there, it's fun to watch, you know? And, uh, man, and Keith got such a big push with in at Survivor Series and all that stuff with yeah. him and Roman and then at the Royal Rumble with Brock with Brock like who the heck is this guy like that was awesome <laughs> man and like getting to see Taker do that is just man, NXT champion versus Taker would have been fun man I just I love that I think he's missing the mic skills man mm-hmm. like I've I don't know. Is that is he's that what other people say about him? Because yeah. like when I watch him, I, I don't feel that charisma. But like when he's in the ring, man, it's it's unreal. Mm-hmm. I used to love watching his stuff and evolve, man. Because back then you didn't have to watch. Nobody had to talk and evolve. It just wrestled. But like he's 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 getting better. On he the needs mic, manager. Man. Like I, he, he could use that somebody. Type of guy. Yeah. It's like yeah. uh, what's his name? The uh, 
Stokely had or Malcolm Bivens. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, he's got the big Indian Nick. guys though. Instead, they can have a they can have yeah. a stable oh, old yeah. school stuff. Okay. Well, um, I'm gonna go with uh, you know Seth Rollins. He never got a one-on-one pay-per-view match. Okay. I think him and I'll, and I'll just throw Dean Ambrose as well. That's yeah. fine. I'm gonna sure. mean both of those guys. Sure. I didn't want to steal that from you, but like both those guys. Roman got the one pay-per-view match and a tag match as Taker's partner, but like neither one of these guys from 2012 to now, like they've been on the roster and neither one of them got a Taker match. You know, um, I think didn't Taker did he inter did he have a triple threat? No, he he interfered or something in or no did Seth interfered in the Brock versus Taker match? I think in 2015. Yes. So we'll talk about Seth. I think. I think it's, but like he wasn't actually in the match. I think he interfered and, cost of the match or something. So. And then Taker faced Dean Ambrose on SmackDown. On SmackDown. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's just like. Yeah. 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 What might have been. But we how know. did they never have a pay per view? Like, I just. Yeah. Those guys, they just weren't chosen one like Roman was. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But I, I love both of those guys. So. Yeah. Those would have both been awesome for very different reasons, I feel like. Yeah. And, and the promos with Ambrose, mm-hmm. they've just been able to go. Be full Ambrose, like, full like Moxley, Terry Funker, whatever Piper, it is. Yeah. yeah, just go crazy. Um, yeah, it would have been really cool. The true injustice is that The Undertaker escaped Raw with his soul still intact. Not for long. Yeah, we did what we said we were going to do on Monday night. But still, it feels like something's missing. I don't feel total satisfaction. I think it's because the dead man is still walking. He's still breathing. Tonight I face The Undertaker one-on-one, and I got an itch that needs scratching. I'm going to do what nobody's been able to do in 21 WrestleManias tonight. I'm going to beat The Undertaker. How about a pair, guys? This would be tough, but uh, I believe in these two guys. I believe in their ability to, to make a story out of something. Um, the juxtaposition, the size juxtaposition would have been very hard to get over, but I'm going to say Gargano and Ciampa, man, like that, both of two of the best in NXT, one of the best storylines ever. I just think, I don't know, man, I, I would have liked to have seen, seen how they could make that. Both those guys could make things work with Undertaker. Um, the size difference might have been too difficult to overcome. That, yeah. But uh, I think both those guys are talented enough where uh, I would have liked to have seen him try. Oh, sure, man. And I, I didn't write Gargano down because I couldn't figure out a way to make it sensibly work. But yeah, I think he deserves it. And that would have been a fun match. But I did write Ciampa down. But here's it's a little bit of history getting revenge for that lawyer gimmick. There you go, take, man. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Back in, yeah, back in the day. So that's why I think Ciampa <laughs> should have got that one match with him. But uh, that would have been fun. But yeah, both those guys are phenomenal and would have loved that. Maybe it's babyface Gargano. You know, maybe it's like he's the sure. Rey Mysterio role. You know, sure. uh, and yeah. it's, I mean, yeah. he, he plays Perfect. great in that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing great, man. Well, um, another guy who's back in NXT, and again, this is entrances alone, man. Finn, I mean, Finn oh, Balor, yeah. just that's that, an obvious one. That's obvious, dude. Like, just again, same thing as Sandman, like, but if you get a better match, but like, just the entrances, the theatricality would have been phenomenal off the charts, would have been so fun. I uh, would have loved to have seen it. It's not going to happen. Finn is. Grace really small compared to Taker, but again, he could have played that Rey Mysterio role. You know, it would have been fun. That's one. It felt like 
it felt like it had to happen. It felt like it was definitely mm-hmm. going to happen when, when the demon was really getting over and getting big and, uh, in, in 2015 and 16. It just felt like that has to happen. we got to get a demon versus Undertaker mm-hmm. oh, yeah. entrance. But that, that injury that Finn Balor got, that just derailed a lot totally has derailed his career in a lot of ways. It's just never been the same. It's never been on that same trajectory, man. It's just such a shame. And he's still young enough to where, you know, there's still a lot more to come from him, I hope, and where they can kind of recover that. But, man, ah, that's – yeah, how did that Missed not happen? Alternate yeah. universe, man. should have happened. Yep, absolutely. You got some more NXT, guys? No, I I've just got one more – Main, main roster guy. guy. Let's save him. I know I who think, that is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, yeah. We should end with him. I he's think probably yeah. the guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, I got just a couple more. I'll just kind of fire him off real quick. And again, I'm Matt Riddle because same thing you said okay. about Angle earlier. Um, I would have loved to have seen him being the bro, not take it seriously, kick his shoes <laughs> off, and just take her just like, you got to have respect for this business. Like, that, like as a character, you know, like that would have been fun. And again, I love Matt Riddle in the ring. I absolutely love this guy in the ring. He's phenomenal to Take me. Taker could have taught him a lot. I, I, I see hey, that. Yeah. I see it. I see that storyline playing out. And yes, you know, Taker uh, Riddle gives him a run for his money. They're doing a submission. Taker turns it into Hell's Gate. Riddle mm-hmm. taps out, passes out. I don't know how you want to do it, but Taker gets up, gives him the handshake. Exactly. You know, puts him over at the end. That's. Exactly what I was exactly. thinking. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Love that. Love that. Uh, Elias, just because I thought we were going to get it. We thought we were going to get it. That's what I'm saying. This is a missed opportunity because I, I literally thought we were going to get it back in 2018. Uh, yeah. I think it was 19, maybe even too. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, that would have been I, fun. And I didn't necessarily yeah. want it, but I did. No. It did feel like we were going to get it. And it kind of like. That's yeah, why I wrote it out. felt yeah. like uh, unfinished business. Yeah. Um, and then another guy with. Um, would have been a different style, but uh, again, entrances again, and the characters would have been awesome. As Alistair Black, man, I just thought that was, you know, him coming out of the grave, and you know, his his uh, theme song is, you know, they say no man is truly good, he's no man is truly evil. Like that had been, you could have played into the lyrics of his theme song and just all his iconography all over his, his tattoos and what it all stands for. I mean, that that had been, you could have played that with back in the biker taker era or in this, you know, taker nowadays. It would have been fun. Um, to have seen that. But again, entrances at WrestleMania, imagine those two coming out. That would have been a blast. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, it's another guy I think NXT has used better than the main roster has. It's just something – it seems like there's so much more to that character, to that gimmick, oh, yeah. than what they're doing with him. And felt like they were getting closer to it with the the stuff where he's in the room and – uh, mm-hmm. Somebody knocking on the door. Or knock whatever. on my door. Imagine Taker knocks exactly. on the door. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that. There's so much potential there. But they just, I don't know, man. And he's another guy, when he opens his mouth, it kind of goes away from me, man. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I don't. It doesn't see match it. the toughness of his body, his mm-hmm. exterior, his, his, his voice doesn't. You're right. He should talk less or have a manager or something or mm-hmm. only say one word or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, Andrade could have had some great matches with Taker, mm-hmm. Ricochet. I don't know if those are pay-per-view matches, but you could do some fun stuff. I mean, so many guys, so much talent um, that uh, be interesting to see Taker work with this younger generation that can do so many 
dives and flying things yeah. and you know they still ricochet tells a great story in the ring he's i mean he's a phenomenal mm-hmm. guy kofi kingston he's... you know the the new day guys could have uh would have been interesting to see taker interact with those guys maybe a biker oh, taker yeah. against the funny. new day <laughs> great well i got two more guys and then we'll finish off with the one i think we're gonna finish on so again baron colbert i know you don't like him but he's talked about how taker had helped him literally helped him like when he comes on the pc like he helped him understand what to do and what not to do like he's like you know he owes a lot to taker so i think i would have liked to have seen that again this king king corbin i don't know about that but like the the early on corbin the lone wolf guy even right when he came to the main roster i liked that character i really did um i liked how he didn't do a lot in the ring but i liked I like how far he's come. I like his – he's got that X-Pac heat, man. I love it because he makes me hate him. He's a heel. I love that he makes me hate him. I love that. I would like to have seen him with Taker just because he respects Taker and Taker respects him because he's taught him a lot down in NXT. So no, that's just man. like a personal I, one. I, I, I got those Undertaker vibes from NXT Corbin as well uh, in the early days. And then – but yeah, like King Corbin and Roman Reigns, they, I mean that was some good stuff. Some of that sure. uh, went on – Forever, it felt like, but yeah. uh, there was some good stuff in there, and I could see, I could see Taker putting him in his place, and that's yeah, that's an easy pay per view match for sure. Yep. And then we'll, my last one, and then we'll we'll end on the the, the big guy, but um, uh, is Karrion Cross. I just think his okay. character is from. I, I liked Killer Cross. I, I liked enjoyed watching his stuff on the Indies and stuff, and uh, really enjoyed it. And I like what he's doing. They're building him up as a monster in NXT right now. Uh, as of this, uh, when this episode drops, he may or may not be the NXT champion tomorrow. Who knows? But um, I love what they're doing with him. Entrance, I, I like his entrance. I like the the no sell, the storytelling. It's very reminiscent of an early Taker with a you know uh, a, a 2020 spin on it. So I would have liked to have seen these two guys go at it uh, nowadays. I, I could see a months long pay per view feud between these 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 two guys. Yeah, I haven't really watched him much. I've just seen little bits and pieces, but you know, from what I've seen, I could, I could see that. So, yeah. And he's a really smart dude, like behind the scene. Like he's a really intelligent guy. I think him and Taker could really put some good stuff together. And uh, he thinks outside the box with regards to his promos and his TikTok, TikTok stuff, and all his his iconography and stuff he has. So really, really been, would have been cool. You know, to seeing them, but that's it for NXT and and new uh, era guys, except for the one we're going to end on here, which I know you and I both have him down as the top missed opportunity of the, the last ten years. Well, you know, I I think Sting is probably what most people say, sure. and maybe Andre the Giant right there. As you're talking about legends that you'd like to see in there with Undertaker, uh, but there was a guy that. Um, you know, as people were talking about this past WrestleMania, or you know, if Undertaker is going to retire, or who's going to be the guy that could take him on? And AJ Styles was one of those top two guys, mm-hmm. and love it. The Boneyard match was fantastic. It was great. Wouldn't change it at all. Such a great match. Uh, but as our buddy Jay Stanley said on Facebook, you know, if Undertaker were to ever come back and decide to do it one more time, I think there is one guy that mm-hmm. could pull 
something magical and special out of him. Of course, we're talking about Dean Malenko. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Jay did say him. Jay but, uh, did say Dean. <laughs> huge Dean Malenko Jay's fan. boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so are we. I would have loved to see oh, that, yeah. too. Uh, yeah. He said he's the only man that can make Undertaker tap out. Uh, but... <laughs> This guy might be able to as well. Uh, we're talking about Daniel Bryan, and yes, we're we're talking about uh, Daniel Bryan his his arrival into the WWE. Uh, we'll talk about it a bit on next week's episode as we get into that part of 2010 mm-hmm. in our era. Would you have ever guessed watching that little kid and in, in the red? Red pants and the, you know, 120 pounds, no beard, clean cut hair. Would you have ever said he'd be one of the top guys that that should have faced The Undertaker? No, I did not think that he would go on. I loved, really liked American Dragon. I really liked his independent stuff, his Ring of Honor stuff. Really liked. I knew he was a student of Shawn Michaels, but I never saw him becoming the guy that he is. You know, I really didn't. I don't think any of us did. I mean, we knew he was going to be a star, but was he going to be a WrestleMania headliner? No, I didn't see that. I didn't see him us ever saying, like you said, oh yeah, that's the one that got away from Taker. That you know, but that, that's true, man. He is the one. It would have been the best of the Kurt Angle style matches, the best of the Shawn Michaels style matches, the best of the Bret Hart matches. Think of those three guys that Taker wrestles so well. And he may have taken it to another level than what those three guys could do. I mean, seriously, like it would have been nuts. Book him as a heel. Book him as a baby sure. face. Have him be the matter. planet's champion. Have him be yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Taker's a heel or baby face. No, you could do face face match and have it work. Give these guys thirty minutes. You know, Daniel Bryan is so good. He could work around whatever ailments yes. Undertaker is having. Yes. He's little enough that Taker can. You know, even how whatever shape Taker's in, I'm sure he mm-hmm. hit him up for a choke slam or a tombstone oh, yeah. or or do whatever he needs to. I mean, uh, it's like him and AJ Styles. I don't know. It's one A, one B. Both great wrestlers, both great storytellers. Uh, both c- could talk and both could get it over in their own unique ways. Um, they did tag team together you know during the team hell no day they they had that six man against the shield the shield uh, yeah. right after wrestlemania and that was phenomenal and so um man it, it's uh it's another one that you hold out that tiniest sliver of hope maybe possibly it could still happen one day um if the timing is right if the money is right if the storyline <laughs> is right who knows but yeah you just the greatest underdog in WWE history Mm -hmm. against the phenom against the greatest legend. That's the story right there. That's it. I mean, he just comes out and after Royal rumble one year and just says, this is me and you like, it's I'm, you know, I've got, I've got the yes movement, but I've never, you know, I've, I've man invented wrestling. I've opened WrestleMania and closed it on the same night, the same night that you lost your streak. You know, that means I'm better than you at WrestleMania. I don't know. You could have done something like that, but like 
the one thing I've never done is beat you at WrestleMania or face you ever. So that would have been awesome, man. And you pull in Shawn Michaels to it. You pull in his exactly. trainer and exactly. have Shawn Michaels telling him, no, don't do this. Or have Shawn Michaels be in his corner and be like, I couldn't do it, but you're going to be the one exactly. to do it. You know? Done. It's, done. Yeah, seriously, I'm there. Book it. Yeah. Make it happen. That would have been awesome, man. That would have been awesome. But yeah, that's uh, Sting. The top three that are never on pay-per-view for me were Sting, Chris Jericho, and Daniel Bryan. Like, okay, that's... I, I'll say top three, Sting. Um, man, that's, that's tough, dude. It's so tough. Uh, well, I didn't mean to like put you on spot. I was just saying. Oh, okay. Man, those, are, those are the three like just come out immediately. Like, the yeah, first yeah, three yeah. I wrote down was that. Those were them. I, I love the Sting match, of course. I love Daniel Bryan. Um, Dude, I'm loving the Scott Steiner idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally, totally digging that. Um, Abyss is a big one. Could have been really special. Great Muda. I love that one. I love that idea. Brothers of Destruction, Steiner Brothers. Man, I'm seeing that play out. I loved the Take Your Razor Ramon idea that that you had. Uh, that, that, that could have been really fun, man. Just so many, so many classics that we never had to have. Uh, but we've done so many classics over the past 158 episodes, over the past three years of doing this podcast. So we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear about your favorite ideas for The Undertaker that we never got to see. But uh, for now, we want to encourage you to go back into the three years of archives of all the matches we did get to see. And be sure to stick around with us for the next uh, next few months or so as we wind down the podcast, as we cover the final 10 years of The Undertaker's career. It's going to fly by fast. Uh, yeah. We got a few other uh, little ideas, little brainstorms like this to sort of extend the podcast a little bit. But uh, let us know what you thought of this experiment. Uh, a couple hours talking about, yeah. man, we must have covered 50, 60 guys or so here easily. Um, uh, and, and I'm sure, and I know we're missing some. Just going through the comments, I, I just, guys, I people just thought of one I, I have written down that we didn't even talk about, and that's Owen Hart. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I thought about I, that too. I have him written down, but it didn't work out to talk about him. But yeah, and it, it may not have worked out storyline wise. But anyway, yeah, just there's plenty more we could have gone into. But these were just you know top ones I really felt like were missed, and uh, actually could think of a storyline for most of them. So. Yeah, let, uh, let me just run through a few of you guys. Of course, we always asking for your comments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Talking Taker. Uh, so many. Uh, just trying to hit some highlights here. St. Ridley Santos uh, said uh, his top five Savage, Demon, Finn Balor, Great Muda, Andre, Sting. Uh, Zach L217 said Bobby Lashley. We didn't mention that one, could have been something there. We did not mention that one. <laughs> I'm digging Bobby Lashley nowadays, man. This is the best he's ever been uh, with the... Uh, yeah, you know why? Because he got MVP. Bingo. <laughs> uh, Philip Goad talked hey, about... He's the one that brought up Brothers of Destruction and the Steiners. Dusty oh, Rhodes. Phil. Come on, man. Uh, well, we he was that. in that Survivor Series, so that's why I didn't put him down. But, but singles. I I did. Could yeah, have been singles would have been great. Yeah. Minoru Suzuki, Dead Man versus God. Murder Grandpa, dude. <laughs> Seriously? I don't Bring think Taker would sign up for that. I'm in it, man. I'm in it to win it. Um, Benjamin Emerson said, uh, Muda is 57 and still going today, so maybe they could still do something with him and Taker, dude. Why the heck not? Cinematic. Um, 
Greetings from Allentown Podcast. Here, it's on my list. I skipped over it. Uh, but Earthquake. Earthquake versus Undertaker would have been Ooh. a fun big man battle. Uh, funny Back thing then. is, they went from heel to face at almost the exact same time. So it, uh, that's probably why it didn't happen. Yeah, it's but, true. That could have been fun. Could have been fun. Uh, watch Along Tommy. Watch Along Wrestling. Uh, this is not quite what we were saying, but I do like this idea. Um, he said, big one for me would have been for Edge to not be in Money in the Bank at 23 so that his match with Taker at 24 could have been the battle of the undefeated streaks. So, um, mm. that's sort of, sort of in the same lines as what we're talking about. Sort of changing the booking. But, uh, he also brought up one I never would have thought of, but, uh, I could see it working. Uh, Ryback. Uh, undefeated Ryback against Undertaker around WrestleMania 29 time. Ryback was over, man. I he was over. I didn't like him, but uh, you can't you can't deny he was over. You can't deny he was over, man. Um, yeah, well, well, we got Punk and Taker at WrestleMania 29, so I'm happy with that. Uh, Princeton John uh, said Braun Strowman didn't mention him, mm. but that's another. Obvious sure. one. Obvious one. Yeah. Brody Lee, wherever you want to do him as Luke Harper, well, Brody Lee, yeah, a Dark a tag Order. Match. Tag match, yeah. Never had singles yeah. match, but super, super talented uh, guy. Uh, yeah. Awesome performer. <laughs> he's like a Mike Awesome-ish type guy, like where he can do, well, he's not quite as uh, big, but I'm just saying like as far as a big-ish guy, he's agile. So. G. Seidel, 1990. Must be an old school guy because he threw in two I never would have thought of. Yes. Gorilla Monsoon and Stu Hart. Son of a gun. <laughs> what the heck, man? I'll, I'll, I'll take it, man. Take it. I'll watch Stretching. it. I don't think I've ever yeah, seen a Stu Hart match. Yeah, you in there. In I don't the think I've ever there. actually seen him wrestle. <laughs> no, me neither. But uh, I'll watch it. They didn't have cameras back then when you wrestled. <laughs> it was like 614 when he died. Lots of people saying Sabu. I think that was a big one. Sure. Uh, people wanted to see. Um... Finn Balor, uh, Lou Avia, Boogeyman and Taker could have had a great cinematic Ooh, style match. <laughs> yes. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't explore this promotion at all because uh, I've never really watched it. I've seen only a couple episodes, but um, Reverend Cody Khan said... I always kind of wanted an Undertaker Mil Muertes showdown, but that was several years ago. Hmm. Not sure I'd want Taker to step in there with him now. Okay, from Lucha. Yeah, I never really watched who was, that. Uh, who was Mil Muertes? Was that? I can't remember who that was underneath the mask there. Oh, is never mind. Okay, I just looked him up. I was thinking it was Brian Cage, but it's not. It's Ricky Banderas. Never hmm. mind. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I could see that as far as you know the kind of the the pillar that he was for Lucha Underground and kind of the role he played. That makes sense. I like it. Creative. And then uh, I know you had some uh, some Facebook comments as well. Yeah, Mark Short. I've uh, been digging our stuff, and he said his fantasy bookings would be Dynamite Kid, Owen Hart, Ooh. Sting, Andre, and Arn Anderson. So okay. you know. Three okay. we talked about, one I just happened to mention a second ago, and then Dynamite Kid. That would have been uh, interesting, to say the least. So, And then he also said, Mark also said that he loves the show discussions. He picks up on things we didn't originally notice, and he loves the good dad jokes that we have. Hey, now. <laughs> didn't have too many this time, Mark. I'll, I'll, uh, don't worry. Stay tuned next week. I'm sure I'll drop a few. So, 
And then, like we said, Jay Stanley, of course, he brought yep. up Daniel Bryan, Dean Malenko, Randy Savage, the madness cutting insane bananas promos on early day zombie taker, but taker just standing there building Macho's casket while he yes. rambles about coffee creamer would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I that love awesome. that idea, Jay. Thank you for that. Uh, that creamer and coffee goes right well with your Oreos from Josh's oven. So know, <clears> that was right Jay. Those of you listening, saw the pictures on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's Jay, our buddy, digging the Oreos out of Josh's um, oven. And I go back to last week's episode to see what we're talking about there. Well, we thank you guys for joining us for this little excursion, uh, this uh, detour. Um, taking our time traveling hearse uh not back in time but i guess into an alternate universe uh, mm-hmm. of undertaker's career what it might have been in another world in another realm uh, we'll get back to our normal timeline next week as we keep rolling 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 onto the last ride we're gonna roll on over to night of champions 2010 last man standing match against kane we're gonna cover so much ground as the undertaker <laughs> uh sits in a vegetative state uh, but uh, you can go back to last week's episode to catch we up. We will not, though. Never, never, man. Uh, WrestleMania 26 uh, threw a poll up on the Twitter, and you guys voted overwhelmingly, 73 to 27%. You guys settled it. WrestleMania 25 better than WrestleMania go. 26. Agreed with us. I thought it was going to be closer from the way people yeah. reached out. Uh, but there it goes. It's settled once and for all. And I uh, just want to say here, uh, I won't get too mushy because we're not too far from our series finale. So I'll save most of it yeah. for then. But thank you for supporting us for three years. I uh, had no idea it was going to go on this long. had no idea we'd actually commit to it and stick around. And uh, it's so awesome to have each and every one of you uh, comment and interact. That's, this episode was perfect for that because we got to interact mm-hmm. with so many of you. And that, that's why we do it. So that was made this so much fun. Uh, and thank you, Travis, for uh, your commitment to it. And uh, it's been a pleasure uh, spending every uh, Tuesday nights when we record usually. So spending every yeah. Tuesday with you and then listening back to you in my ears every Friday uh, when it comes out. Man, it's been a blast. Nobody else I'd rather talk Taker with. So uh, here's to man. a few more months of doing <clears throat> it. Likewise, yeah. I look forward to it every week. And uh, can't wait to do a few more until we, uh, you know, bury this dead man and uh, well, maybe, unless we need to break the glass, uh, you know, events calls, we'll get him out. You know, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, and again, I can't really do an if you were there because these are all fantasy matches. But <laughs> but I will throw this challenge out. You know, as of this recording, they haven't had the signups for the WWE Thunderdome. But those who pay attention know that they're going to have fans in the audience via, you know, um, the LED boards or whatever. So if you can sign up to be on the WWE Thunderdome, or whether it's Raw, SmackDown, SummerSlam, Payback, which is a pay-per-view a week after SummerSlam, go figure. Excuse me? Um, <laughs> there's a pay-per-view the next week, the next Sunday. We're talking UK days, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you, you can get onto one of these WWE programs in our Talking Taker shirt, we will have a big surprise for you. And uh, trust me, I'll be signing up as many times as I can to try to get on these shows. I can't wait. I want to wear some Talking Taker merch on USA Television. So I like it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, if you if you will be there, you know, let us know if you try to sign up for Thunderdome. And uh, but if you if you if you were there when Mean Mark, Red, Big Booger, Texas Pete wrestled, uh, um, 
uh, Bruiser Brody, let us know. So if you were there, if you're still alive and listening to this, you get a special prize as well. Or, or if you were there at one of these matches in another universe, definitely, yeah, yeah. please well, reach out to us. Tell us how it was. Yeah. Oh, tell us how we can travel to your timeline and get out of this <laughs> terrible one. Yeah, we'd love to leave 2020 in the current current year, the timeline we live in. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, other than that, again, thanks for three years. We look forward to it. A few more months of this, and as always, stay safe, and most importantly, take her easy. It was written before we had even walked. It was spoken by the gods a long time ago. It was said by me that in answering each challenge that confronts us, there would be others right behind them with new experiences. But in this experience we have just had, who do we relate to? With breath, still in the lungs, with fluid still in our bodies, placed inside a closed casket. No one but us can understand that we have been back to the place we came from. Now we are back to the place where we must exist. And you, Undertaker, are the one that must pay.